This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. Highlander and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids are going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Emperor's Court, live from Cleveland, Ohio, USA tonight. I am your show host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. And it's been exactly two weeks since actually we were last together, Highlander. Uh, both you and I have been sick as dogs. Yeah, you, you were sick first, and then yes. I don't know if I caught what you had, but this this week I've just been laid out on my bed. Like, this is, I, this is today, the first day I've really gotten around and started moving around, but I, I know that we didn't want to put the show on hiatus for two weeks instead of right. we just got back so we're gonna we're not might, might not be at a hundred percent but uh 90 percent of the emperor's court is still better than 10 times else. better than anyone else so <laughs> so apologies in advance if you hear me sniffling or snuffling or yeah. sneezing here as me as well yeah so i mean i tell you what really happened was what really sent me over the edge is we went from 90 degrees Yesterday, two oh, days ago, you have, you have one of those degrees, things? yes. No, I'm lucky. I never got that from my dad. My dad had that stuff all the time growing up when he was little, but I never, I never inherited that. So yeah, if I'm, it's I'm if it's a bad change in weather or pressure, mm-hmm. it hits me pretty hard. Yeah, and, and we've, we've dropped, I think, like 20, 25 degrees. It's actually yeah, really yes. nice. It's actually beautiful outside. Well, um, yeah, as long as you're on a jacket and long pants. Right, right. But I'm still not willing to give up my shorts and T-shirts. Oh, so. I'm still in the shorts and T-shirts. Yeah, uh, as am I. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Emperor's Court. We have a lot of topics to get to today. Uh, a couple of programming notes real quick. Following this broadcast, I've been informed that uh, Gnome Wise and crew who are at PaxCon, that's the Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle, We'll be on directly following our show with live coverage of PAX and a wrap-up of the, uh, so far, the first two days. Well, that sounds amazing. Yes. That's really good. So we'll have to make sure that we don't go over this time. We'll really right. Have we to, have to be at 9 o'clock so we can head out o'clock. and they can take over. Not to mention, I'm not sure how well my voice is going to hold up since I'm still fighting it and you're still fighting it. So right. we'll give it our go here and we'll see how well we do. I think we'll make it. The I'll tell you what, before the show is going on the air, there's people popping onto the video chat at vtwproductions.com. There's a video and IRC chat uh, program you can log into if you have a webcam. And first we started off with everybody, there was like five or six people, and like half of them had cowboy hats. In fact, I think Barry still does. Then we had B.O. 
B-O-B-E-O. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Bio showed up. He's in a tux, shades. He's got a pipe he's been smoking. And Zarek down there in the uh, corner has been drawing on some kind of picture board yeah. of some kind. We can't really see what it is. Maybe maybe when it's done, it'll fill hold it, it up in. closer. Yeah. So I, we have potential it here. Feels to like see a it. like a crazy version of chat roulette or it, something like yeah, that. Yes, it's still like a sword fight because there's nothing but guys here. It's like a sausage fest. So <laughs> there is that two epic beards and an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesdays at nine on CBS. There you go. <laughs> two epic beards and an artist. That's better than you know. I'm glad you brought that up real quick. Here's the pet peeve of mine, uh-huh. of which I have many. Yes, I know. What's annoying the hell out of me is, you know, I could probably take these off too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, take off my Actually, but before you get to that, I yeah, wanted, to, wanted to give you this book for a second. Hold on. Okay, yeah, okay, you have a book for me. Now, remember when you said two weeks ago that people that live in the Midwest don't have an accent? Yes. Okay. What I have here is the book Accents, A Manual for Actors by Robert Blumenfeld. This is like the textbook, like if you're acting and you, wanna, you have to have a particular accent. Okay. This is, this is what you get. Now, I, it doesn't have the CD in it because obviously we're going to play anything, but I wanted to get to the page where it talks about how to do... Actually, yes, he does have the Forbidden Knowledge book with him. He showed me. Go ahead. Yes. The Midwest. Indiana, Chicago, Illinois, Ohio, Montana, Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Montana. The, the Dakotas, Minnesota. And, I mean, I'm not going to read it all for you, but basically this, this tells you exactly how to do a Midwest accent and also how to regionalize it as far as... Uh, they do things for in Detroit differently. They do talk in Chicago differently. Yes, Detroit is usually followed by a gunshot. Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan. Uh, the accent literate. has in, for Michigan. Well, let's see. There's a, where there's the Ohio one. Because I know if you're talking like Montana, Minneapolis, North South Dakota, they sound like Canadians. Hey, <laughs> they really do. Uh, I'm not going to do all the diphthongs and everything. Uh, the accent has a hard R with the tongue rolled up slightly. The sound shifts from general American listed below are very marked. The most important sounds, the A in that, is frequently diphthongized and very flat. Uh, A, W to A. The shift from A, W to A is very strong, as in call or water. And O to A. All the O sounds shift to A, as in that. The prefix non, N-O-N, is pronounced nan. Comments become... I've never heard anybody say nan. Comments become comments, like K-A, comments. And acknowledgement. Well, how the hell are we supposed to pronounce it? Comments? Do you have any comments? No, that's British. There you, there, oh, there you go. Everybody says comments. It's not an In accent. The that's the way we. Do. No, wait. No, no, I don't have an accent. You do. <laughs> how, but but are you tell me how do they say it in New York then? Look, I'm not going to read the whole. Look, there you go. Like okay, that's my point. All right, all right. I'm not going to read yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to show that yes, there is a Midwest accent, and that Fine. it's different from. I, I, I still think you're full of crap. I don't believe it just because it's in some book. I can read a book that says anything. Sure, I'm sure you can. So, damn. Right. Okay, anyways. But anyway, are... I wanted to just show that to you real quick. All right. So, I don't know that I still believe that, but fine. Things that piss me off, of which there are many. Um, recently, although this is not recent, but I was, I was watching TV a little bit today while I was uh, cleaning up the house. And it seems like every single time I turn and look at the TV, there's a new cop show that's now debuting for this coming wow, fall. Wow, I can't believe it because I, I, I've had that in my mind. Yes. Um, because my uh, my mother loves all these shows. Like the, the one that she's watching now is the one on TNT. I think it's uh, Rizzoli and Ives or something like that. And, there, and my mom, I went over and she was like, oh, isn't this show great? And I was like, yeah, it was great when it was called Law and & Order and CSI and every other show that ever existed. We now have a Viking helmet with a beard and somebody who's coloring in, I don't know what the hell that is. I don't know what that is either. 
But no, it's just like no. Well, it's yeah, like, it seems like every every show in America dark now. Dark blue, is, Detroit yeah. one eight seven. What is the uh, deal? It, it's either a cop show, a lawyer show, or a doctor show. It's like Hawthorne, RN, and then this, that, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, how many cop shows can you have? I, I Talk I about a know. saturation of the market. Yeah. I mean, that's American TV, and I'm sure most of you people who are in other markets don't have this problem, but trust me when I tell you, it's annoying. And, you know, I go back to what we said last week when I talked about the Hulu.com thing is, I really don't watch TV, and I'm glad I don't. Yeah, I don't watch a whole lot of television either. I mean, most of the stuff I don't believe anyways. My dad was a cop for 35 years. He looks at these things just laughs. He's like, okay, look. If how we how t- unrealistic Yes. He's like, the CSI one is the one he really gets at. He's like, oh, that, I, I can't believe stupid. this garbage. You go yeah. down to the lab, it's all like neon lit and everything. Right. <laughs> like CSI Miami. And they're going to have <laughs> some chicken. There's chick- no CSI lab in the world that looks like that. It's ridiculous. They have some chicken there. It's like some gothic weirdo. Yeah, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so, so. I, it's just a, a, something that really kind of caught me off guard. Is like how many this just there's a ton. Um, yeah, USA. There's uh, that covert affairs. It, it's a it's a yes. spy one, but I would I would lay I'll lump that in with cops. The glades, pretty much the same. Terriers, Memphis Beat. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Rizzoli and Ives, and that, and and that's just this the year. New Kate and Alley, or yeah, you know. On top of every other show that's already going, it, it, I, I don't get it. So what I, what'll probably happen is there'll be some sort of big backlash in a few years, and then they'll just all disappear. And like be no cop else. shows at all. Yeah. What happened to like the original cop shows? Like cops, the original cops. It's still on. Is it? I think so. Well, I, I don't. I don't show. know if they stopped the series, but it it still runs on television. I actually saw there's a. I don't know if it's on G4 or not, but there's a Cops 2.0. And they have like a little running bar at the bottom that they like talk about the crazy stuff that's going on, and they kind of comment oh, on it. It's supposed to make it a little funnier. Well, speaking of funny, we have a lot of topics tonight. Oh. Some of them really. I was I was thinking of sending you this one. But yeah, there's this actually is, this I've was sent to me book. by several several listeners. In fact, uh, the mailbag is particularly heavy this week, so we'll have mm-hmm. to get to that too. So, uh, first up tonight, the article is by Daisuke Wakabahayashi. I hope I said that right. Yeah? Yeah. Daisuke Wakabayashi. That's how I would pronounce it. All right. It's from Wall Street Journal. It's WSJ.com. Only in Japan, real men go to a hotel with virtual girlfriends. Did you say virtual girlfriends? Yes. Virtual girlfriends. And that real. Oh, boy. Only in Japan. I tell you, man. Only in Japan. We F them up more than we knew. I tell you. We dropped those bombs, and it's just like a nosedive right into the crapper. I suppose right. when you have such a, 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 supr- a you know like suppressed society, I guess that starts to leak out and manifest in weird ways. You know that's that is true. I, I do agree with that. If if you have outlets for all that kind of stuff, then you, these things like this don't uh, don't happen. But go the, ahead, read read the article. All right, this is Atami Japan. A T A M I. Atami Japan. This resort town, once popular with honeymooners, is turning to a new breed of romance seekers: virtual sweethearts. Since the marriage rate among Japan's shrinking population is falling and with many of the country's remaining lovebirds heading for Hawaii or Australia's Gold Coast, Atami had to do something in trying to attract single men and their handheld devices. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. In the first month of the city's promotional campaign launched July 10th, more than 1,500 male fans of the Japanese dating simulation game Love Plus have flocked to Atami for a romantic date with their video game character Jesus girlfriends. Christ. The men are real, the, girl are car- the girls are cartoon characters on a screen. The trips are actual, can be expensive, and aim to recreate 
the virtual weekend outing featured in the game, a product of Konami, and played on Nintendo's DS video game system. Quote, Atami has always been a romantic place, but is now a romantic place for a modern generation, says Saike Sato, Atami's mayor. That's plus disgusting. Plus, the experience, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um, I, I actually read other articles about this. I guess Atami used to be, like, like the hot place to go. Like Niagara Falls used to be. Yeah, that kind yes. of thing. But now it's... It's actually viewed almost like Niagara Falls, and it's like an, an anachronism. Like, yeah, my that's where my parents went, but screw right. that, it's, it's yeah. old. So this this is their way of trying to recapture their uh, recreational people that used to go there but don't go there anymore. It's trying to attract the weirdos who can't get real women, or at least would rather not try, and simply will load in their DS game of Love Plus. I, is, I mean, I have never played this. I don't even know how to get a copy of this, even if I wanted to. I, I don't know. What I mean. Do these virtual girlfriends have that many options that they appeal to that many different people? Of course not. I think it's just lonely people that... Wow, your girlfriend looks a lot like mine. Uh, <laughs> let me see. At the Real Hotel Onoya, which opened its doors in 1937, the staff is trained to check in Love Plus customers as couples, even if there's only one actual guest. Sure, I get the charge for twice. Uh, yeah. Says whatever the heck his name is, uh, on- Atsurio Ono, the hotel's managing director. Quote, we try not to ask too many questions because we want them to be able to remain immersed in that game world. Some, <laughs> now, now, get we this. We don't want them to break from reality. Get this. Go ahead. Some devoted fans will go so far as to pay twice the rate. Most hotels in Japan charge per guest, not per room, to indulge in the fantasy that they are not there alone. A night's stay at most can cost $500, though many rooms are cheaper. So basically, they're, they're paying for themselves and their and fake girlfriend. And their Nintendo DS. <laughs> How many guests there, sir? Myself and my DS. Oh, very good, sir. Are you married? No. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Okay. uh, All right. Now, of course, the next logical question for this to take a little further is the following question. Exactly how far do these games go? Is it just a dating sim? I've never played one, but I, I think it's... It's supposed to be like you go to school and it's like the whole school year. It seems to be okay. that that would be my guess. And then like at the end, I guess maybe you decide who you take to prom. And then I'm I'm sure there are ones where you you consummate it at the end. But I that's that's basically the gist of what I've I've gotten is that it's like your your junior or senior year at school and you go and you you know you you meet all that's how you meet all these girls is because they're all at school with you and then you just kind of go from there. It's. Look, I fully believe in when you discuss a topic or decide to discuss a topic. And it occurs to me that um, i got to keep at least my headphones on because our IRC rep can't talk to us because oh, okay. we can't hear him. So if you don't have to, I hit it. All right. But it occurs to me that in order to discuss a topic, you really should research everything to the very best of your ability. But i got to tell you, when I saw this, I read the article, and I went to research it, I stopped thinking to myself, the last thing I want to do is see anybody see me doing this <laughs> or have Mystic Games see it in my my uh, 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 you know address history here. Right, right. What the hell were you looking at? I, and I, I think I would feel personally a little dirty if I was to look this game up, look for the intimate details of it. I, I don't care. I, I don't... I, I, I mean, I, I know those games are big in Japan, yeah, but I, I don't know. But in a twisted, sick kind of way, I... I'm morbidly curious to see how far these games go. I don't know. Do they end? I mean, is it is it? As, yeah, as far as far as I know, all those games do end. So you never can beat the, Okay, so you can beat the game. Well, by, by, I think by beating the game is where you you finally decide which girl girlfriend you're you going. So to, basically, yes. there's there's multiple endings. I think so. There might be like ten girls in the game, so there's ten different endings. 
depending on which okay, girl so you, these you dating sim with. games that are taking their girlfriend to the way hotel. In reality, is it's they really are just going for. I mean, it, they're just playing I don't the know. game. I, I, I was reading this last part here. Uh, Korean barbecue-inspired restaurant Hien, I assume Hien is a big restaurant in Atami, says a quarter of its customers are currently game-related. For 5,000 yen, customers get a special Love Plus menu of Japanese beef and side dishes. Uh, Kanji Nakasawa, Hien's owner, says he's accustomed to making small talk with customers, but the Love Plus crowd often sits in silence and plays the game while eating. Quote, we've been stunned, Mr. Nawagawa says, how happy this makes our customers. Uh. Okay, this is what I. So do. basically, you're, you're or and then instead of like looking around talking, you're just sitting there with your head playing down your playing with your DS. While you're eating. Every every now and again, you'll see the customer go bee or oh. I, I, I don't even want to know what's going through this. I don't know. I I just don't get it. But but the sick part of me wants to know exactly how far these games go and how they end. I don't know because I, to know, me I, the dating sim kind of seems uh, kind of pointless if you think about it because if the game ends. Right, you're not really dating the chick because uh, see, I guess my point is wh- when it comes to dating sims, I see it as it's like a MMO, a perpetual world that never ends; it just mm, keeps okay. going. That that would be interesting. Maybe get the expansion pack for all new dates, right? Or, uh, new places you know, it, to go. It, it, it does bring up the question. I'm surprised that I don't. I don't think there's any dating simulator game that's ever tried to market itself outside of Japan. I mean, with it being that popular in Japan, I'm, I'm not saying it's like huge in Japan, but right. it's obviously popular enough that big enough that they're selling it and they're making profits from it. That a, a company's not tried to market it in America or Europe or Australia or something just to just to see what would happen. Now, knowing how big anime is and manga and all that, I would think that there'd be some sort of, uh, you know, customer base to at least make your money back or a profit from it. I mean, you'd have to. Obviously, I know it's a lot of reading and stuff because it's people talking. So you'd have to you have to get you know dub actors, or you'd have to do a lot of translation. But I don't think it'd be any bigger translation than like an RPG or anything like that. This is the Wikipedia on it uh, from. Is oh, it's a Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Yeah, Zarek popped in there for us. So oh, okay. The protagonist, the player, a uh, second year high school student, just transferred to Tawanoa High School. Okay. Soon after, he joins the library committee, the tennis club. Tennis club. Oh, so he's a pussy. And a part-time job at a family restaurant. He's the only character you can name in the game, and you may choose to refer it in the first person. So apparently you can name him after yourself. And then here are your potential uh, dates. No, no, this is that's that's you, I think. No, these are trust me. These oh are no, dates. okay, I, yeah. I see the okay, I see the names. Right, so you got there. Manaka Takane. Uh, Takane. I don't get it's fine. Hobbies, making pastry, playing the piano, loves roasted sweet potatoes. So I guess it's one of those things where it's like if you want, if you want her to like you, bring roasted sweet potatoes I to guess. school and then your little, your, little, your little bar or whatever goes up a little bit, I guess. I, I see. And then each one has this one's from the tennis club, the next one's from the library committee, and the third one's from a res- family restaurant called Dixie's. That's where you work part-time. That's what Nothing like when you go to a Japanese Dixie's. Dixie's. Nothing, it's, everybody's dressed up and like, you know. Confederate gear and you know. I, I was thinking more like Western stuff, but yeah, I guess Confederate gear. Uh, Whistling I, Dixie and it, right, uh, but I, I don't think Dixie. I don't think I don't think Japanese people would understand if someone probably was wearing not. Gray. Yeah. But that that's where it comes from. Anyways, so I guess you have three different options for three different chicks you can go out with, and apparently the game I'm guessing does have an ending, which to me to kind of defeats the purpose. I would think again it would be something that would continue to just keep going right in perpetuity. But again, that's me. And what the hell do I know? And I'll play these things. Okay, and this is scaring me because now we've got people on the video chat that are, let's see, we've got two people, including Barry, who's playing uh, the DS, which makes me wonder what the hell they're doing. 
And then somebody who's drawing, I don't know if that's Deedlet from Lotus Wars or what, but it looks pretty close. I don't know. Is, is that what he's drawing in the corner up there? I have no clue. Well, I'm looking else? at this one here at the bottom. I don't right. know what the hell Zarek's doing. He just kind of... Yeah. Roasted sweet potatoes. Roasted sweet potatoes. Yeah. Exactly. All right, moving on here. What else we got on that? So, as much as I'd like to visit Japan, yet more reasons not to go there. This is from. This has actually been getting more steam, especially during packs. Yeah, like literally, this article came out uh, an hour and a half ago. That's how early this. And was. there was a couple other ones that I was given, but yeah. I figured we go with the one that's newest. Yes. Uh, this is from Kotaku.com. This is about Duke Nukem Forever. That's right. Apparently, it's real and it's back. It's actually yes. It's. I wanted to wait. Because I, I saw some rumblings, and we had actually talked about this before a couple of weeks ago. We've talked about this for years, yes, dude! Yes, but as far as, like, as, yeah. far as them trying to right. actually bring it out. But it, it, honest to God, looks like Duke Nukem Forever is really going to be released. It's going to be released in 2011. They have a, they have a working demo of it right now that people, as we speak, are playing at PAX. Uh, the only thing that they're waiting on is just like polishing up some of the graphical issues. That's I it. hope they got the same dude to do the voiceover. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. But this article in particular, uh, there are regular articles where it says, you know, Duke Nukem Forever is coming back. This one's a little more in-depth, talking about how Duke Nukem Forever managed to finally come out. And I'm not going to read the whole article, but basically, a long story short, there's this guy Too who late. started working, and his name, well, we went back up, go back up, Randy Pitchford, he started working for the company that was trying to work on Duke Nukem Forever, and he basically became like a one-man crusader trying to keep the game going when uh, funding ran out or the company went under, which the company did just go under. Right. In fact, the, the legal battles just got ended like last month, and this guy revealed that uh, he and a couple other people have been working on it for more than a year and that it's, it's in essence, done. It's, it's pretty much done. The only thing they need to work on is, like I said, just polish up some of the graphics but other than that, it's it's a fully playable, uh, fully playable game. There's there's videos online you can watch the online stuff. There's stories all been laid out. It, it so what we're gonna do is in on our first break we're gonna uh, try and look up a video of this thing because I want to see it. Okay, I want to see this is like 1997 Daikatana type graphics. No, no, no. It's if, if, if you keep scrolling game through the article, engine type thing, you can see what it, what it, what he looks like. He looks really good. See, there's something uh, there. All right, so he's playing like- cards, and he's our UFC champion. These are just pictures. No, is it? Oh, okay. Balls of Steel, yeah. Okay, okay, so that's, that's the game. Right there. All right. That's the game right there, yeah. The public demo of the game shows Duke Nukem Forever as a first-person shooter that includes at least one driving section. The full game, Pitchford said, is a varied experience. It's a large, large game. Players could be shown the breadth of the game in a 15-minute demo at PAX. da 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 He says, you uh, yeah. Know, oh, go ahead. You can read sorry. it. Sorry. You know how we sum up games by stats referring to the count... Refer, referring to counts of how many guns or levels a game might have or how many hours it might last. Duke has never been about stats. You don't play Duke or buy Duke because it's got however many levels it's got. You play the game and it's too short, you're disappointed. It's not too short. If you play the game and you're having a good time, at the moment you're gratified and rewarded for the entertainment to the point where you're excited about what happens next. It will have multiplayer. Yes. See, Duke Nukem is never really, uh, in, in the previous versions I played, was never very good um, in multiplayer. Hmm. But then again, I don't know that of course, really was... Multi- that, was, that was the dawn of multiplayer right there. <laughs> Quake was better than multiplayer, and that was the oh, dawn that came out earlier. What, a year? You know, that's not, you know, not that crazy. No, I, I love that picture right there. That's, yeah, that's kind of There's funny. a picture, uh, there's, it's a large stand-up thing saying, uh, it says Duke Nukem Forever. It's got a picture of the Duke, like, you know, he's, he's acting all badass. And there's two... Uh, Schoolgirls wearing schoolgirl outfits on the other side, 
with their uh, faces cut out so you can put your faces inside there and get your picture taken. That's kind of that's kind of funny, funny. actually. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm surprised after all these years, it looks like it's actually going to happen. So, do you think the uh, it'll be worth the wait? I think people are going to buy this thing just because it's Duke Nukem and it's taken 13 friggin' years to come out. I think to a degree you're right. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly interested in buying it just to see. You know what? What they finally decided to do with it in order to finally bring it out. Right. Well, I mean, changing hands. I'm sure that's it's what I finally came down to. Probably. I mean, one of the things I've experienced um, working where I have in the last few years is that sometimes when a project isn't going very quickly, it's not because you don't have enough people; it's because you have too many. Hmm. Okay. And I think with 3D Realms, I wonder if that might have not have been the issue where you had too many people with their thumb in the pie. You know, too many chiefs and of Indians. I keep using cliches, but I mean, right. that very well may be it. And once it switched uh, companies, they finally said, look, here's your budget, here's your people, this is the game, how it's going to look, make it happen. I, maybe it's as simple as that, giving it some direction. Be, because yeah. it switched hands awfully quick, or, you know, it, it switched hands not too long ago, and then awfully quickly, here, the game's out. Right. So something was missing, I don't know if it was this operating capital or what. Do I think it'll be worth the wait? For me, probably <sighs> not. Pro- I mean, I mean, no, I, no game is worth this wait. There, there I'll is put it no to you this way: perfect game. But. It'll be worth it coming out simply because I had written this thing off years and years and years ago, like well, everybody you else and did. Everyone else, yeah. Well, that's course. my point, and now it's here. So, to be honest, I have no expectations of what it is. I don't even care. It's it's. That's probably the best attitude to, to go into it with, is that it's just another game, and I, if it's good, it, I'll buy it. If it's not, I won't buy it. Tell you what, it. I'll use it as a baseball reference. It's like finding out your pitcher, that your 12-year veteran pitcher who's been on the you know, disabled list with a bad elbow all season, all of a sudden has come back in time for the September call-ups ready for the playoffs. You don't know what you get. You weren't expecting him to come back. You don't know how good he's going to be. You know he was awesome earlier in his career. You have no idea what you're going to get now. It, it's... It's a question mark. That's an interesting analogy. Yeah. yeah, and I think it works for everybody who actually can follow baseball and knows what the hell I'm talking about. Um, and I tell you what, there's been a, a very, I want to call it a first-person shooter drought. There hasn't really been anything that's really grabbed my attention in the last bunch of years. I'd say the last first-person shooter that I really, really enjoyed was probably Team Fortress 2, and prior to that was Unreal Tournament 2004. To give you an idea. Really? Well, of course, not, not, not being an Xbox person, then right. you've never played Halo, which is the first thing I would think of. Funny you should bring that up. When I, we'll get to when, that in When I would think of, um, you know, first-person shooters that have been wildly successful. Well, so, and, well, and you know what? I don't like console first-person shooters. I think it's a bad setup. We've had this discussion. Yeah, we've had it. Right, but uh, so. we didn't mention, you know, you didn't say computer or console. Right. I mean, there are, shooter. you could play the PC version for, like, uh, Modern Warfare 2. That's been out. Mm-hmm. Unreal 3, Quake Wars, Quake 4. I mean, there. it's not like there haven't been FPS that come out, but there's nothing that's really grabbed my attention and had me jump in and just start fragging people left and right. And who knows? Maybe Duke Nukem will be that. Maybe it'll be something to bring me back to the FPS because I really haven't done them in quite some time. Hmm, okay, it's been almost exclusively like Napoleon's Little War, StarCraft Two, went back to Warcraft Three for a while, games of that nature. In fact, uh, Divine Justice was just telling me prior to going on the air that he finally picked himself up a copy of Napoleon's Little War six months after its release, while everybody's playing StarCraft. Way to go, D bag! So. We'll have to go back and actually play that now with him and hold his hand while he learns the ropes. <laughs> Speaking of Medal of Honor and Modern Warfare, this I thought was rather interesting. 
This from ABCNews.com. Apparently, the military exchanges uh, military exchanges refused to stock the new Medal of Honor video game. Now, Highlander, you'll remember, was it a week ago or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we had the discussion of the new game coming out, a, a new modern warfare. No, it's a I'm Medal, sorry, of, Medal Honor. of Honor. That was going to have the Taliban as a playable faction within the game. as, as For uh, multiplayer, yes. Right. And whether or not we were for or against that, I, I was... I was very uncomfortable with the idea of putting that in the game, considering that there is an ongoing war involving these, you know, these people. Right. So, anyways, apparently, many service members looking forward to the October release of the new Medal of Honor video game will have to buy it off base after most military branches decided not to stock the controversial video game, which includes depictions of violence towards U.S. troops in Afghanistan. The Army and Air Force Exchange Service, joined by the Coast Guard Community Services, have said that they will not carry the game. On base in the, uh, well, basically in their stores. So, I, a statement issued, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, a statement issued by the Army and Air Force Exchange Service Commander, Major General Bruce Casella, said the decision was made, quote, out of respect to those we serve. We regret any inconvenience this may cause authorized shoppers, but are optimistic they will understand the sensitivity to the life and death scenarios this product presents as entertainment, the statement read. As a military command with a retail mission, we serve a very unique customer base that has or possibly will witness combat in real life. Uh, but service members are free to buy the game elsewhere. So I guess the game is due out, I believe it's October 12th, according to this, and it has uh, realistic violence where you can fight as either the Taliban uh, and actually kill U.S. soldiers. Now, this makes me uncomfortable, and there's actually an email that was sent uh, in regards to this. We're going to go to here in just a second. Um, we're going to kind of take this out of order of mailbag, but I think it's relevant. Okay. And this is interesting. If it makes me uncomfortable, I'm not a soldier. I'm not in that position, and I consider myself lucky not to have to uh, at this point. If there are soldiers overseas, or even so- no soldiers anywhere, on base, that want to buy this game and play it, do you think they have that right? Do you really think that the exchanges should take it out of it? I understand their point of view. I understand why they do it. But if the very people that are actually going to be in the situation being shot at and killed at, or you know, being killed possibly by these people, should they have the ability to buy the game and play it? You know, I don't, I don't know that that's a realistic question because the military isn't a democracy. I understand no, that. The right. military serves a democracy, but the but military is not a democracy. But for the sake of argument on a radio show about video games, we're going to discuss it like it's a democracy. Okay. Then if you're asking should they have the right to buy it if they want to? Uh, yes. I, okay. Uh, let's see if I – maybe I phrased that wrong. <clears throat> um, I guess my point is I, I, I do we agree – do you agree with the Army and Air Force's position on this and, and not selling them in exchanges for the military to buy? I mean anybody on, on base can buy it, whether that's family of a serviceman or the servicemen themselves. I can understand why it would be a sensitive issue, and right. perhaps out of that idea that it might be a little too sensitive because it hits a little too close to home, they they might not want to sell it. But I mean, like like I said, if 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 a individual soldier wants to go out and buy that game, I don't think that they should be, you know, penalized or just flat out refused to to buy the game. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to word it. In a particular way, right. I, I, I understand why the Army and Air Force said that they're not going to sell it on the base. But as long as they as long as the soldier is allowed to go off base to buy it, I don't have a, a huge problem with that. 
Unfortunately, I've been reminded that uh, I have been remiss, actually, in giving out the IRC info and I forget oh. how to get here. So let's do that real quick. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. See, I think it's a fine line that we walk here and that we're trying not to offend as many people as possible, especially the people that are going to be in harm's way and facing this, this real-life situation. I get that. At the same time, I understand that these guys need to blow off steam, and video games is a good way to do that. Sure. I'm not sure how much it does their morale to be playing themselves in a game shooting Taliban, which is what they just did five hours ago when they were on patrol. Right. But I, I understand. I, I have two minds about this. Again, I'm uncomfortable with the idea, and I understand the Air Force and Army's position, and I don't know that I, I feel strong enough to, to want to... Have to fight against that or call them into question. And well, I, I tell you what, I'll scroll down a little bit. I'll, no, I'll right. read what uh, Electronic Arts had to say. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> an EA spokesman, Jeff Brown, uh, in an email statement This year's game set in Afghanistan pays homage to today's soldier, uh, who noted that several veterans participated as consultants for the game. Quote Many popular video games allow players to assume the identity of enemies, including Nazis and terrorists. The statement continued. Quote, we feel a deep sympathy and respect for the soldiers and people with family members killed or wounded in Afghanistan. Someone has to be the bad guy, he told the Times. When the robbers won, it didn't mean those kids wanted to kill the police. We feel a deep sympathy and respect for the soldiers and people with family members killed or wounded in Afghanistan. Well, I mean, unfortunately, what it really comes down to here is, and again, I mean, they can say that you're comparing it to Nazis, okay? Yeah. Nazis really aren't a concern anymore. That was 70 years ago. Right. I mean, that doesn't exist anymore. And there are 90-year-old veterans here of World War II are, aren't going to be in there playing video games. They're not going to be affected by seeing somebody playing as a Nazi in, in uh, a World War II See, simulation. It the doesn't only, affect them. The only problem I have with that analogy right. is that it's, it's only a question of time. You're saying that was because it happened so far, you know, so right. far away ago right. that it, it's all right. Because then, then you bring up, all right, well, then how far is too far? I mean, so there has to be 30 a- years from now, with the war is over, I could see that uh, I probably wouldn't have a problem with it because right. it's not. But in- so, I mean, are you saying like it has to be like 30 years? I mean, 27 years, 10 years? I mean, if, 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 you, if you bring up the issue, right, of, then you, we, we right. can't do it. And then, like, where, where do you draw the line as to when is it acceptable? To release a game with... At the very least, I think... That's it, all I'm saying. Right. At the very, and you're right. At the very least, I think you'd have to say that if it's something that's ongoing and current, that should be in and of enough. So, so you would say when the war is over, whatever war yes. it happens to be, Look, okay. then, then making video games about it isn't really all right, how big about of this? an issue for me. How about five years from now, they can make a game about Iraq? The, game, uh, the war is over. We won the war in Iraq. Our guys are, are home, except for you know the bunch that are over there are coming home next year. Right. All right? If they want to make a game about Iraq, that's fine. Five years from now, because it's over, it's done. It's still going to be fresh in the minds of some people. I understand that, but right. to me, that would be fine. But that's from a personal standpoint. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, I'm sure there's going to be, and like I said, you're walking a very thin line now. Is trying not to offend everybody, and that's kind of the buzzword, you know, these days in the modern eras. And we just had. Not to try and bring a personal thing into it, but we just had training not too long ago about that. Trying to avoid offending people of any you know background for any reason of anything. Mm-hmm. So, because how about the U.S. Army being in all of modern war games? How does that feel to the Afghan Iraqi people? I don't care. 
because people in Afghanistan and Iraq probably don't have Xboxes. They're probably not a big shareholder of that. I, not yeah, to mention we're not shooting Afghanis. We're not shooting Iraqis. We're shooting terrorists. There's a big difference. Just because you're Iraqi doesn't necessarily mean you're part of, you know, Al-Qaeda. Yeah, not, not all Iraqis are terrorists. Right. It's just like not in all fact, Afghans Most are of terrorists. them are not. The people we're shooting aren't Iraqi. They're Iranian or they're coming from somewhere else. Well, I, 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 regardless of where they're from, I'm right. Not, but that's, all, not yeah. all Iranians are terrorists. So I don't either. know that they – I, even if they had the game, I don't know that they care. And they sh- probably don't have the internet, so I guess it doesn't really matter. It's not like they can play it online. <laughs> they can go outside and play it for real if they want. I'm sure they can go <laughs> – actually, believe it or not, in, uh, in Iraq, the, the number one selling car is, is the Hummer, believe it or not, if you could believe that. I the Hummer? That. They don't even make those anymore. They, they kept it going for a while just for um, Iraq because it's like a status symbol. To be able to, to buy, have a Hummer? To buy a huge, giant car, yeah. That's like and all of our soldiers got to be real pimps because they've all got, <laughs> they've got guns. I don't know why I just thought of that, but I, I just wanted to put that out there. Let me pull up this uh, article that was sent to me in regards to this. Folks, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can do that. And email uh, emperor1g at cox.net. And this is kind of funny, too, this article here that you see there. I read that a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the irony. All right. Let me see if I can pull up this... Uh, this is an email actually from two weeks ago, and we were discussing this the first time. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, great. What the hell did I do with it? I don't know. Uh, just hang on. I'll find it. No, don't worry. See, what you need to do is just make a folder in there. I do, for, and just you know, dump it in there, yeah. and I should have and didn't. Is it this one? Yes, this is it. Oh, okay. 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 This is sent in from uh, Ali Ari. Akari. Uh, I usually go by the name here. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, anyways. Well, I was recently listening to your most recent Emperor's Court, and you were talking about the Medal of Honor game that lets you play as a Taliban, and you and Highlander made your opinions fairly clear on it. Now, this is a slightly older controversy, but I think it falls into the same vein. There was a game being made by Atomic Games called Six Days in Fallujah. If you don't know the game, a quick Google search will probably bring it up for you uh, if you need to know. In essence, Atomic was making some military sims alongside this group of soldiers. But then they were sent to Iraq, these soldiers. When they got back after months of fighting, they talked about how one of their biggest comforts over there was the video game consoles they managed to have at camp. Again, I can bl- I, very understandable. Sure. I, uh, yeah. whatever, whatever they need to blow off steam yes. is fine by me. So the soldiers approached Atomic Games and asked them to make a game depicting the second battle of Fallujah which uh, Varyar, uh, uh, Varyar 1G actually fought in. Mm. Uh, he fought in both battles, actually. Wow. He's a Marine. He's now home, out of the service. Uh, actually, I believe last I talked to him, he was considering going back in. Wow. To try to bring the story of what they experienced to the average person in a way that uh, could be much more immersive than books or movies could probably show. They gave the game a uh, green light, but when the media got the game, uh, found out about it, and uh, the game hit the press, it got a bunch of flack for being a game about a current war. Even with the intentions of the company and the soldiers advising the company clearly stated and eventually Konami pulled their funding on the project. So uh, she goes on to ask us what our opinion of the game is. It's obviously a very, very dark and current subject matter, but the goal is to bring something identifiable to the person where they could experience what the Marines did there. Novels and movies have been praised for touching on the hot topics like this and exploring perspective, but this is something else entirely. I think that it would depend on how how you approached a project like that. If it was just a, a a random first person shooter where you just, you know, you ran around and shot people, then I don't think it, I think that I could understand why a couple people would be upset about that. If you tried to go at it more as sort of a 
Saving Private Ryan kind of thing, like depicting how you know really bad war is and right. how it's really you know, then maybe you might have something there. I mean, we we'll never know because the game was never made. But I think that if if the intent of the game was to show, you know, the the stresses of war and and how how nasty it was over there, I I'd, I wouldn't have a huge problem with that particular kind of game. <sighs> Again, this is one of those I I'm of two minds about and. Bottom line is the majority. Look, if this is being made by soldiers and they like that, that's fine. I mean, I I get that because these are the very people that'd be offended by it are the ones creating it. Right. Unfortunately, I think that this might bring back for for those people who are trying to again. I'm I, I'm not tracking very well. Today. Right. I'm okay, still well, sick. I, let so me. I, I've got it in my mind. Let me guess what it, it is you're trying to say. Go ahead and let me go ahead and leap to what I would say. I don't think that the people that fought in Fallujah would probably go out and buy that video game. So you think it's something that they would avoid? Because that's my I concern. I think it's something that they would avoid. They, I, I could see how some of them would be upset, and I would, I would understand their. I don't upset. want them having flashbacks while sitting but in front of their TV yeah, so playing I, the game. I, I knew it's what you were going to say. Yeah. I, I don't think that those people that were in that situation, obviously, it was a highly stressful and, and extremely dangerous situation, would want to spend their recreational time reliving that experience. Not so. to mention, inevitably, I think you'd have people saying, oh, you just made a game of what was real. I mean, that's not even like it. You have no idea. Yeah, I'm sure that could happen. But, I mean, of course, they said there was the six soldiers that right. fought in the battle that wanted to... to actually make the game, right? right? At least they came back and they wanted to be... And I think, I believe, that's probably why Medal of Honor brought soldiers on as consultants. They wanted to make it realistic, but, right. I mean, not to mention, that gives you a little bit of insulation if the media comes after you. Right. And saying, look, we didn't just make this in a vacuum. We had people that were actually there telling us what to do, how to make it, and what have you. Now, that's interesting, because if you look at the genres of what it was, it was going to be a third-person shooter, and also a survival horror. I find that interesting. Well, I would imagine it would be very horrible. Yeah, but usually yeah, survival I, yeah. horror brings with, I mean, something like Resident Evil or right. Silent Hill. Right. So, if... If that was obviously, I'm not saying that Six Days of Fallujah was going to have supernatural elements to it. But if they were trying to bring that sort of mentality to a, a war game, I, I actually would be very intrigued to play a game like that to see exactly how it would be depicted. The game follows a squad of U.S. Marines from the Third Battalion, First Marine Division, over the span of six days. Uh, on April 28, 2009, a spokesperson confirmed to the Associated Press that Konami, who had been funding the project, was no longer publishing the game because of the controversy. That uh, popped up. Now, did did they actually make the game, or I believe it was in development? Okay, so I don't know if they through. finished it, but they needed someone to distribute it, or or what? Let's see. There's a quick timeline here. In August, I'm sorry, April 27, 2009, it was announced that due to the controversial nature of the game, Konami suspended its role as publisher. The game is still in development by Atomic Games, but Konami will not be publishing mm, okay. it. Now, okay, I, I want to read this one part real quick. Go ahead. Describe. Atomic Games describes Six Days as a survival horror game, but not in the traditional sense. The fear in Six Days does not come from the undead or supernatural, but from the unpredictable, terrifying, and real tactics employed by the insurgents that were scattered throughout Fallujah. Benito, I don't know who Benito is, but Benito states that, quote, many of the insurgents had no intention on leaving the city alive, so their entire mission might be to lie in wait with a gun trained at a doorway for days, just waiting for a Marine to pop his head in. They went door-to-door clearing houses, and most of the time the houses would be empty. But every now and again, they would encounter a stunningly lethal situation, which of course rattled the Marines psychologically. GamePro stated that for Benito, giving players a taste of that horror, fear, and misery experienced by real-life Marines in the battle was a top priority. 
Benito states, these are scary places with scary things happening inside of them. In the game, you're plunged into the unknown, navigating through darkened interiors and surprises left by the insurgency. In most modern military Hmm. shooters, the tendency is to turn the volume up to 11 and keep it at there. Our game turns it up to a 12 at times, but we dial it back down, too, so we can establish a cadence. All right. Again, I th- now I, uh, my concern would be making it too realistic for those who actually fought there or fought in something very similar. Just because you weren't necessarily in Fallujah didn't mean you weren't in a battle somewhere over there that was very similar. Right. So, uh, again, it would be up to them probably not to go ahead and, and buy that if they knew that's, what they were getting themselves into. That would be my response, is that if, if, if a game that's that realistic, now, I, don't, I don't think that they would buy it in the first place. Look at it this way. How about this? Let me throw this at you. What if it had a Vietnam effect where if the game was realistic enough and gained a big enough uh, audience here in the United States, would there be such a backlash of anti-war feelings saying, this is what our guys are going through? Absolutely not. The hell with everybody over there. Bring them home. Where you would actually have that, because things are not like they were in Vietnam. Right. You know, I talked to my, my father and my father-in-law about that. The opinions and, and the way Americans go about it is 180, completely different than they were back then. Right. I'm, I'm, I can't remember the quote. It was by uh, William Sherman, who was a uh, probably the number three general in the entire American Civil War. Right, uh, and I, I like I said, I can't remember the exact quotes. Uh, if someone can find it, that's fine. It it runs along to the tune of "Wars always seen as glamorous by the people who never have to fight." Fight in it, right? <clears throat> Wellington said. So, Wellington said something very similar. He said the the second worst thing or the worst thing to a battle lost is a battle won. Right, the same thing idea. Right. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it would. I mean, I I think war is is a horrible, terrible business. It, it's a shame that it has it's to a necessary happen. evil. It's a, some. It's a shame it has to happen in the first place. But I, I would actually applaud something like that. That if hmm. if if people really looked and saw how horrible war is and realized, wow, this isn't a glamorous thing. This is something very dirty and horrible. And if if it works to reduce the amount of violence that takes place, I I is that really a bad thing? I mean, do you, do you think that would be bad? Now, yes I'm, and now, no. I'm not talking about spitting at soldiers and you know things like that. I'm just talking about a general, you know, let's not leap into things that we, we shouldn't in the first place. Then that's the conversation we need to have once the war is won, not while it's in progress. And I think that's the same issue. That's I, the I same lesson we learned. Personally, in I Vietnam. think that's a conversation we should have before the war started. Okay, that's, that's, that's fine. Just, yeah. That's fine. If you want to think, okay, that's fine. Once the war is in progress, and it's the same lesson we learned in Vietnam, you have to wait to have that conversation until either before or after, but not during. And, in fact, if you read here, it goes on to say that apparently this kicked up some dust here in the U.K., where you had several different groups, uh, including the Stop the War Coalition, amongst others, who were complaining, saying that this is you know, depicting horrific events. This is only going to upset Muslim families. Uh, that's the other thing we never really considered is the Muslim part of this thing. Then I guess somebody else just said, well, what about the Iraqis and you know, the Afghanis about this? What do they care? I mean, how, do, how are they going to feel about this? I don't care. How about that? I don't give a damn what they think. I don't care what the families of Al-Qaeda or the families of the Taliban think about this. Well, I, I don't, I, I don't think they're talking shit. about the families of Al-Qaeda or okay, I understand they're talking about that Muslims. They're yeah. trying to put the Muslim into this when that is not, that is not what should be debated. If you're going to look at it from the ally standpoint of – you're looking at, I mean, you've got soldiers in here. We should be concerned for their feelings. Well, then the opposite must be true that we need to be concerned about Al Qaeda's feelings. Religion has nothing to do with it. We're not concerned about, you know, are the Allied soldiers Catholics or Protestants or atheists? No one gives a damn. Are you are you talking about current 
the current war. Current this is, war? Yeah, this was mentioned. It's, it's entirely possible the Muslim families will buy the game, particularly harrowing. See, I mean, they're, they're, they're bringing religion into the conversation of the game. I'll, I'll be, I, I don't want to get off on another tangent, but right. all I'll say is that to say that what's going on in the world right now mm-hmm. has nothing to do with religion Doesn't. Is, is very myopic, and religion has everything to do with this. It, has, it, it is the number one thing, religion, specifically Islam. Okay, I, in regards to this game... I mean, there, there are, the two right now, there are no atheist terrorists. I mean, we're not there talking are about no atheist terrorists. We're not Christian are terrorists, none? I'm well We're aware. talking about Islamic right. terrorism. That they are the only kind out there. I, I agree. Right. I, you're right. And like, that's all I'm going to say. We don't have to start talking about no, religion. No, but, you, but you're absolutely right. I'm talking, as far as the game goes, they're, they're saying that this should, you know, a game should not be produced because it will not be, it'll be offensive to Muslim families. Well, it shouldn't be. Because the majority of Muslim families, I don't think, are supporting the Taliban or Al-Qaeda. No, no, it should I be of no concern so. to them. <clears throat> I mean, this is like saying, well, the Catholic families wouldn't like a game. It's got, you know, the IRA. As stupid as that comment would be, because the IRA is not right. a religious group, but the point being, I wouldn't think Muslim families would, would give uh, two craps about now, it. Now, let, let's, let me turn it around and try and go a different tack. We keep talking about the Nazis. Do you okay. think that if, I mean, I, I know it sells over there, like things like, uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein and yes. things like that. No, those games are sold in Germany. Right. Uh, they're not allowed to have the swastika on because of, of laws. You can't, you can't show the swastika anywhere in Germany. I, so right. they, they changed the, the logo and everything. Because you, you do have it here. I played the original Wolfenstein and it had the swastika. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Okay, I got but you. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead, so, go I mean, would you say that if, if German families were um, outraged or whatever over games like that? Would you would you feel similarly? I wouldn't think they would have the same kind of problem with it because I think they they are well aware they were clearly in the wrong in mm-hmm. that one. Okay, um, it, it's I would think no different than any simulator with you know the Pacific Theater with the Japanese. Right, they know they're clearly in the wrong on that one. So I don't know that that's necessarily as big an issue. And again, you have uh, the buffer of time. You have seven years between right, right. The, when that recently happened. I mean, <coughs> we're still not pissed off because they bombed Pearl Harbor. Although September 11th you know, draws closer next week, that's a different story. Sure, that sure. for you and I in our generation, sure. that was our That'll Pearl Harbor. That'll be our Pearl Harbor. Yes. And we're still pissed about that and probably ever, always will be. Mm-hmm. But you know, the next generation of kids coming up who didn't live through that. And I, I said it before, and, and Rush Limbaugh, I... I I did like the one quote he had was he said people's experience or people's view on the world is pretty much affected by their life experiences. I heard him say that. I don't know if it's his original quote, but that's who I heard say it. And I think he's right. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, this kind of game no one would think twice about, even though the veterans of this war would only be in the 40s or 50s for the majority of them. But uh, again, time heals most of those wounds you would have passed on. And I don't think it would be as big a concern. But I just find it interesting as these you know as the controversy gained steam, it went from the peaceniks to some of the veterans don't want it to. Well, what about the families of some of the religious? No. Now you're 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 trying to throw everything at it to try and make it into a bigger controversy than it is to try and get. Rid yeah, of it. I, I I was reading some of those quotes while you were talking, and I all all I'll say is that you know obviously if this game never came out. So no one here that they're quoting ever looked at the game or played right. the game. So really to say that, you know, it's, it's trivializing something or if, you know, what if this happens, what happens? I mean, you don't know because the game never, never came, came out. out right. you, have, you have nothing to base it on other than your own. I, I hate to use the word prejudices, but that's the only thing I could think of. Biases, how about that? But, okay, I think prejudice, prejudice might be a little too strong of a term yeah. of bias. 
I mean, I, I, the whole religion thing just that that really that really teased me off. And that's one of my my push button things, and it goes on. You know, I can't wait to play a game so I can go shoot some Muslims. I don't think anyone's going to buy it with that thought. In no, mind. I, I I don't think so. No. Interesting here, the final thing is, it says, on Emperor's Day of this year, 2010, uh, IGN announced that the game is still coming out and is finished. What, what, what exactly is Emperor's Day? You, it's a international holiday. No, I, I don't think so. I think they even had a of, website to that. I, I think you're thinking of March 9th. That is the important that day no in, one cared in, about. in world history. And actually. no one actually made a website for oh, that day. Oh, they will. They will. Believe me. I see we've added, like, one more person here to our group. Okay, we, we've got two more people now in the video chat. Oh, there we go. Amazing. Oh, he died. Uh, not, not the original five. Horrible. All right, well, it looks like Zarek actually made something here, but I can't tell for the life of me what the hell it is. So. It's like a big whatever. Archbishop Shriggs. For people who have been wondering at the pick in the large board, is a picture of Emperor on a horse similar to a particular painting of Napoleon. Really? Oh, you it's, can it's tell the, that? Uh, I think it's the one where he's, he's yeah, crossing up on the, the horse. Yeah, yeah it's crossing. Really? I... I can't see a thing uh, on no, that. No, I can't. I can't really Zare, see it either. Pit that thing up and, and get it close to the screen. Let's take a look at that thing. And I still don't know what the hell this this dealer chick down here is. I, I I'm guessing it's got to be from a game. Looking at the picture in the background. Yeah, it's probably just a picture yeah. they threw up and put next to the. the so camera. we're gonna wait for them to actually pick it up here and move it towards the. Oh, I, not Zarek. Right, then who the hell is that? Somebody keeps telling me it's Zarek. Who's the actually one that's drawing this thing? There we go. Oh, that that's not bad. I, I can wow, see. Wow, that's it. actually pretty. There's yeah. the horse. Yeah. And there's yeah. That's not bad. No, I've seen worse. Okay, people keep messaging me and telling me it's who the hell is it that's drawing the picture then? If it's not this guy, and stop messaging me, telling me, oh yeah, no, ask Zarek, ask Zeta, show it to the thing, ask him to show it so we can see what the hell it looks like. I don't know. I'm barely keeping. It. Oh, okay. Uh, that's where it says it's his paladin from Grand Fantasia. That's the chick here at the bottom. The elf oh, okay. that he's making. All right, gotcha. you know, Archbishop's the one drawing it. All right. Well, then why the oh. hell? Okay. See, this is what I get when I listen to other people. <laughs> the problem is I'm actually not. Uh, I, mean, I look back in IRC. I'm reading some of the comments. I come back out. We're discussing. I look back in IRC. So, so, all right. So it's the Archbishop of the Cult of the Emperor. It's drawing that, actually. Not bad. Not bad. Shriggs is a uh, very creative, demented person. <laughs> I put on demented. That demented before. <laughs> yeah, very demented Talented person. All right, folks, we're at the 7 o'clock hour. We have one hour into two hours left to go. Lots wow. of topics we have to get to. A programming note, don't forget, following this show, Nowise and crew from uh, VTW will be bringing you the two-day wrap-up of uh, PAX, the Penny Arcade Expo, going on sale this weekend. Uh, I believe it goes on through tomorrow, but yeah. they'll bring you the Friday and Saturday wrap-up, including, I am sure, Duke Nukem Forever and other yeah, things that definitely went on. Definitely tune so. in. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say. Awesome. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in about oh, 10 minutes, thereabouts. Back in a few.
SM Won't you join me On an instant farming run Let me hit the vendor Three of some bank states Once I repair I'll be good to go Sticks to the wall Like the sea shark Clings to the sea Like you'll never Get rid of your shadow Frank you'll never Get rid of me Let all the others Fight and fuss Whatever happens We've got We're closer than pages that stick in a book We're closer than ripples that play in a brook Wherever you find him, you'll find me, just look Closer than a miser or the bloodhound's Eliza me We're closer than smog when it clings to L.A. We're closer than Bobby is to JFK Not a soul can bust We stick together like glue And when it's a sleeping time That's when we rise We start to swing Swing to the sky. Our clocks don't chime What a surprise They may ring A ding ding A happy new year And now to repeat what I said and at the start They'll need a large crowbar to break us apart We're alone but far from blue Before we get finished, we'll make the town roar We'll make all the late spots and then a few more We'll wind up at Jilly's right after Toots Shore. Life is gonna be a wee while we for my shadow and me. 
Say, Frank. What is it, Sam? Would you do me a favor? What do you want now? Would you mind just taking it one more time? From the top? No, from the ending. Wonderful. And while we are swinging to mention a few, we're dropping at Danny's, the little club, too. But wind up at Chili's, whatever we do, yeah, life, life is gonna be a wee wow.
him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Morning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to the Emperor's Court. You can micro me any day. Dude, just find the time. I'm, I'm it, playing other games. Hard. You're not playing any of the games. You're lying. You're lying sack of shit. You're not playing you, anything. I told you two weeks what? ago the game. What are you I'm playing? playing? What? I'm playing Alan Wake. I'm playing. Dude, what you already said you beat. Deadly Premonition. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it again. Now we gotta Why? play it on hard level. I, I you sound like to... legal tender. The game ain't any different once you play it through. It's harder. It's, no, it's not. They mix things around. You know, things It's like playing the Zelda the second time through. Look, the storyline's still the same. You still gotta kill Ganon at the end. It's not any different. But it's better. No, it's Welcome back to the Emperor's Court, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the Emperor, joined by Highlander. Always a pleasure. Who refuses to get StarCraft 2 because he's a pussy. Whatever. You wish. I'm in the Diamond League now. I can say that. I look down You're in the, the Diamond League. Of- I'm in the Diamond League. I'm sure League. you and the 12 other nerds think that's a hell of an accomplishment. It, it is a hell of an accomplishment. And there are more than 12 nerds in our IRC channel I'm looking right. at them. The 15 nerds. Fine. Speaking of which, let's do the info now and get out of the way. Here's right. how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net. Or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org. See, I agree. Divine Justice, our oh, resident Korean. Divine Justice, play some real game, Highlander. Well, obviously you that, are yeah. Korean because you, you know. He is. Play some real game. It is Highlander. a hell of an accomplishment. It Games. is. I'm in, I'm in 3M3 random team in Diamond. I'm in, I have a couple 2v2 platinum teams. I have a 3v3, I'm sorry, a 4v4 random team gold. Wow. I like the you know three range team, but the one we have is kind of. I have yeah. a life. That's what I have. No, you don't. You have none. <laughs> You're a lying sack, and no one believes you. You having enough trouble getting into platinum? Well, I guess it depends on what, where you you know, what time of day. Or actually, it's all one giant server. So I was going to try and think of some nice excuse that would kind of make you feel less of a you know pussy, but I can't think of anything. So moving on. All right, Highlander. Yes, you had something you wanted to share with us. We're going to have to record tonight as you wanted to do a new uh, show intro. Yeah. A new segment intro uh, for this. Yeah, this, this is a brand new segment. We talked yes. about it two weeks ago. Yes. Uh, it's going to be called Forbidden Knowledge, and what I'm going to do each week is teach you a useful life skill that you might have to use sometime in your lifetime. I had a thought, too. What's that? Why don't we do a, since we were talking about the quickening, right? which is arguably probably the most popular segment on the show, that you do not have one. This week. No, I don't. Like I said, because I was sick, I didn't right. get a chance to really read all of them. So I've got a huge backlog of them. So, so. I say we take them right from the IRC live. Then what? and there. Let's see how well you do off the cuff. All right, all right. You don't have to. You can always say no. We'll see what happens. I, th- I thought that might be interesting. Okay. That might be a little different. So tell us a forbidden knowledge. What are we, we going to learn today? All right. Now, normally there'll be an intro. What we're going to do today is we're going to learn how to stage a coup. Interesting. I could use this knowledge, actually. 
First, decide which kind of coup you would like, bloody or bloodless. As the name suggests, a bloody coup involves a lot of blood, ricocheting bullets, looting, and general mayhem. However, a bloodless coup, though bloodless, is no walk in the park. Both types of coup require you to depose the established government quickly and decisively. You can't maneuver yourself into power simply by baking cookies and offering them to the chief of the military, although this does help. Step one, choose your friends. If your social life consists of hanging around with your posse outside your local fast food joint, arguing about which DVD you're going to rent that evening, then you need to change your social circle. That applies to most everybody listening. Before you can even think about staging a coup, you've got to get on a first-name basis with large sections of the armed forces, police, or National Guard. Somebody with a gun. Your biggest drinking buddy should be someone like the chief of the armed forces, or at the very least, a disaffected member of a government agency with access to a large stash of weapons. Step two, choose your country. You can learn a lot about a country from its proverbs. Which of these two countries do you think is ripe for a coup? Motto A, money is power. Motto B, every time a donkey brays, it remembers something. What? The answer is, of course, B. <laughs> Typically a small Marxist dictatorship with a population of three million subsistent farmers. Country A is most likely an established capitalist democracy. Stay away from <laughs> democracies, even small struggling ones, as you'll attract lots of unwelcome airstrikes from other countries trying to prop those up in power. Like Canada. However, attacking a Marxist dictatorship will not invite Russian or Chinese hostility so long as you can persuade to them that you are pro-Russian or pro-Chinese. Part three, cut above the neck. Shear off the top layer of government while leaving the old bureaucracy and infrastructure intact. But don't do it in haste. For example, if you have arranged for the U.S. Marines to airlift the deposed president out of the country, quote, for his own safety, make sure you, they do it on the day of the coup. Any earlier looks suspicious. I guess that makes sense, actually. Step five, control communications. After the coup, you must control the flow of information in and out of the country. Seize the broadcast and paper media. Put the airport out of action by placing a bomb, car, or herd of goats in the middle of the runway. Step six, it's a juggling act. Convince everyone else in the world that you are pro-them. This means showing (laughs) democracies that you are pro-democracy, i.e. promise to provide for free elections, triple-ply toilet paper, and MTV, while simultaneously persuading autocracies that you are autocratic. Free vodka. For example, if your first public act once you're in power is a march past of tanks, karaoke, and cappuccino machines, you will convince everyone that you're the person to be trusted. That's how to stage a coup. I like that, actually. I, I think that we, we definitely need a, an intro or a buzzer of some kind. Yeah, we're going to yeah, need yeah. some sort of intro and extra for that. But uh, that'll, that'll give you an idea of what, we'll, what we have in store for you each week with Forbidden Knowledge. I wonder when the last coup in the world was. I'm sure it had to be recently. Last coup? I don't really know. In Africa, probably. They have coups all the time. They do. Kind of weird. Hey, Bristol Palin's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I heard. With Michael Bolton. Okay, it looks like there's a nerdy Indiana Jones who's kissing a... Swamp from swamp. Magic? I, yeah, I don't know. That's what that is. Yeah, I, I, thank you. Oh, I, I'm you're welcome. aware of that. All right. I think we have our first African-American or African uh, uh, fan of the show. I didn't know we had any. Uh, there's actually two up there. Actually, I believe that's the same guy. I think this one just timed out. Oh, interesting. Okay, I don't know why. Oh, it might be. Yeah, there. it might be the same guy. Got a yeah, Nerf gun. You throwing me with a Nerf gun? He's trying to hit you with a Nerf gun. All right. Here's course, what we're gonna do. Nobody listening is gonna understand what you're talking about. Right. So. I'm looking at the video chat here on uh, VTW Productions. Uh, you can actually look on there. He's got a Nerf gun. He's threatening me with. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Um, people have been asking us if we want to get there to get the little uh, uh, camera. Uh-huh. To actually see us while we're doing the show. Okay. I don't know if we want to do it during the entire show, but it might be funny to show a couple things, like you know, show my hat or the sword or whatever. Okay. 
if people will donate to us and give us lots of money to go uh, out and buy a camera, I will do so. Well, there you go. And there and only there shall we actually go out and actually get a camera, and then you can see us. Okay, you're holding up this picture. Of, so, for those who don't know, Shriggs uh, is actually drawing something on a board while the show is going on. And it's on the video chat here, and I cannot tell for the life of me what it is, although I'm told it's supposed to be Napoleon on a horse. But I'll have to take a word for it. It kind of looks a little garbled. Why don't we uh, go to one of the topics? Yes, let's do that. All right, this one is interesting. Video game addiction suit can go on. A player claims that he is unable to bathe, dress himself, or wake up in the day due to Lineage 2. Yeah, we, we talked about this. This is that guy that has the, the video game addiction. I, did we talk about this? Yeah, we talked I, about this a while I, ago. Okay, yes. it had to have been, because this is actually yes. from, this is dated the August 28, 2010, yes, so it's this a is, recent story. This is a recent, because okay. he's, he's been suing the company for a while, claiming that it, the game is too addictive. See, I thought the one we were discussing was the guy who was suing Microsoft because the, he got banned from Xbox. No, no, this is a, because wanted to this be able is to a thing that uh, is based on, on, it's originally based on World of Warcraft as well. Okay, this is from MSNBC.com. So, okay, bring me up to speak because I honestly do not remember having discussed this already. All right, so well, I'll just start reading. Uh, Hawaii man who says he's unable to bathe, dress, or wake up in the day because he's addicted to the video game Lineage 2 may proceed with his lawsuit against this game's South Korean developer, said a federal judge. The Honolulu Star Advisor said Craig Smallwood, 51, of Iwa Beach, Oahu, filed a lawsuit against developer NCSoft Corporation last October with several charges, including emotional distress and misrepresentation. Smallwood said he's played more than 20,000 hours playing the multiplayer online role-playing game since 2004. Uh, the 51-year-old said NCSoft never warned him about the dangers of game addiction. A Jesus Honolulu Christ. law firm that represents the company had urged that the case be dismissed, but U.S. District Judge Alan Kay, in his August 4th ruling, allowed half of the eight counts to continue. 20,000 hours of game time. Yes. I, I'm going to see if I can't find a calculator and bring that up. I am interested to see how many days that is. Uh, I don't think I've played 20,000 hours in my life combined. All right, 20,000 so 20, divided by, where the hell is the division sign? It's the slash uh, right uh, there. there. There we go. Divided by 24, 24. and then... This guy has spent 833 days. So almost about three years. A little less than three years. But. Of playing this game since 2004. 2004. So, I mean, assuming you need eight hours of sleep, I... Okay, well, there's some this guy, he math hasn't, here. Uh, he's not able to bathe, dress himself, or wake up in the day. So what, he plays all through the day, night? He, he probably then, plays all through the night. How the hell does he the pay his bills? Where does he well, get the money? He's, if you... Smallwood, who says who says he is a disabled veteran, uh, I see. also alleges that he has been quote unable to function independently in usual daily activities such as getting up, getting dressed, bathing, or communicating with family and friends. I like that this guy has friends. That's very interesting. What the hell is going to happen to him when they pull the plug in this game? Uh, he claims to have been hospitalized for three weeks, and now he needs treatment and therapy three times a week because of the game. Uh, NCSoft still faces counts of defamation, negligence, gross negligence, and negligent infliction of emotional distress. Those are the four counts that actually stayed on. Right. Oahu Law uh, Firm, Bronister and Hoshibata. Look, I'd be embarrassed to take this case. I know that lawyers are gutter scum will take anything, you know, anything. But uh, there's, I mean, there's got to be something out there that a lawyer, a firm, will not take. Yeah, I... But do you understand the precedence this thing sets? Well, actually, the, the precedent actually got set with World of Warcraft, because that's... I, I read part of this guy's decision. Right. And there was some other thing that I... The, the, the quote 
not from the judge, but the 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 soundbite is that it was convinced that World of Warcraft is the crack cocaine of gaming. Okay, they said the same thing about Ultima Online. Then they said the same thing about EverQuest years ago. It's but not, anyway, it's, that's this is not a new. That's thing. where this guy is getting his ruling from. Is that the the precedent has already been set for people being addicted to video games? So that's why the lawsuit can go. So on. how is it any different than being addicted to poker, or being addicted to TV, or being addicted to radio? Oh, I, I to crack. I agree with you completely. Yeah. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with the video game. No, I think it's the problem with as. The personality right. of the person playing it. Right. It's the same what they're the bringing to the table. Look, the gun didn't pull the trigger and shoot you. Yes. The assholes behind so, the gun did. You know, if, so, if this guy didn't play Lineage 2 or World of Warcraft, he'd be, you know, doing something else obsessively. So it's it's not the game that made him obsessive and crazy. And yet the lawsuit is going through. With, I, this, I, I, again, it's a precedent set with Warcraft, maybe World of Warcraft perhaps already, but the more cases that actually go through. And actually make it to a court it makes it that much easier for the next jack off to come up sure, behind. That's, and yeah, point of fact. It's that's that. you can't sue the inventors of poker. Well, no, but my point is there are people that are addicted to gambling and poker and everything sure, else. Sure, yeah. And I'm sure those really are addictions, and I'm sure this guy is addicted to playing lineage too. But the problem is he's addicted to doing the same thing over and over and over again. Do you think people like that are addicted to gambling sue casinos? Do you think that's ever happened? I honestly, I, honestly don't, I know. don't. I I'm sure somebody may have. Right. But the point being, there can't be a whole lot of successful lawsuits or else they'd be happening all the damn time. Right, right. And I, I don't, uh, without without warning him that games like that can be addictive, that's, again, you'd have to have a warning label on every single thing there is. If you're obsessive compulsive, I mean, if you're obsessive about anything, yeah, you're going to latch on to something. Now... And I don't believe that this thing never manifested itself prior to this. It just once playing Lineage 2, now we couldn't get out of it. Right. Or, or do you think people are that antisocial or people are that are that shut within themselves that Some as soon people, as they get an yes. outlet of that, as soon as they get a taste of a game like that where they can you know, be the kind of person they always wanted to be but never could? I, I honestly think so. Seeing a lot of different uh, nerdy things in my life like playing Magic the Gathering or playing games like World of Warcraft or... Even people that dress up in costumes going to anime conventions, there are people that obsess over it, that they, they have to get the exact details right, and they go to great lengths to make sure they have the right material, that everything looks perfect. And I think people can obsess about anything, and I, I don't think that it's, it's any one particular, you know, you have to worry about games or you have to worry about anything. It's what you bring to the table when you, when you engage in the activity. If you're that kind of person and you're predisposed to obsessively obsessing over something then it's it's you it's not the activity if if you were engaging in some other activity you'd be obsessing about that right it's it's so that's it's not the activity per se it's the person that's engaging in the activity and i guess the thing of it is when you have a game like world of warcraft with you know 11 million subscribers at one point or sure. lineage 2 with with several million subscribers at you know one point if the argument can be made, if a successful lawsuit can go through, and I don't know if that World of Warcraft lawsuit actually won. I, I don't think I don't, this one's going I, to I don't think either, it but. could. How a judge couldn't throw that out, I don't know, because, I mean, again, that's setting the stage. It just, for every case that goes through, makes it that much easier for the right. next bunch. You could potentially having a, 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 a class action lawsuit of several thousand or tens of thousands of people saying, look, we're addicted to your game because you didn't warn us that this was like this, that we could become addicted to this virtual world that doesn't exist. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of what... I mean, obviously, if the suit won or whatever, 
they'd have to put some sort of disclaimer on the box. Yes. But like, what kind of disclaimer would you put on? That I don't, warning, this game. If you're may an be, asshole, you may warning, be this, this game, game is fun, and you might enjoy it a lot. Right. What, I don't. I don't. I, your I don't real life experience gonna... may alter due to your online experience. I, 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 I actually don't know what kind of disclaimer you would put on that. I mean, it's 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 almost like it's hampering you. Like you know, warning, we made a great game. Uh, don't have too much fun with it. Right. I I don't. I really don't understand what you would put on there. I mean, it, they don't do that. I mean the. They do do put warnings on things like uh, cigarettes and alcohol, but that's more the health risks. It's not, you know, if you drink a lot of alcohol, you know, you'll die. I, I never, I've never seen any disclaimers for anything like that. You know, you don't see disclaimers on cookies saying if you eat a bunch of cookies, you're going to get fat. Now, take it a step. Okay, but there are, lot, there are lawsuits out there. There are people who are suing McDonald's right now because saying that, that fast food is addictive and that they're becoming fat because McDonald's hasn't done enough to try and get, you know – Get rid of that, or try hasn't done enough to make their food, you know, non-addictive, non, you know, cholesterol-ridden, and what have you. Those kind of losses do exist. I'm sure they do. Hopefully, they people that sued. I mean, the the cigarette companies. Uh, granted, that's a little different. Yes. That actually makes you physically addicted. Yes, I understand. Okay, yeah, but a, a cigarette is different from a video, a video game, game, right? Or you know, anything else. Look, like fatty, that. shut off the game. Go outside. Yeah. If, even if you don't want to go outside, just shut off the game. Uh, look, the game's going to eventually end. Someone's going to pull the plug at it. Nothing lasts forever other than Ultimate Line. I'm convinced that game will never go away. Having said that, eventually everything comes to an end. What happens to this guy with a game no longer is on, you know, online? Once it's it, they pull a plug on it, there's no more servers. Does he die? Commit suicide? I, I don't I mean, know. But see, that, that, that that's my point. It's not the game. It's the right. person. Right. And I'm surprised the judge didn't say, look... You know, you can't go through the cocaine, you know, cartel because you're addicted to coke. You're the one who put it in your system. Yeah, yeah. Okay, again, a physically That's addicted, a little, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, bottom line is... Video games are not physically addicting. Right. There's nothing on There's there nothing other than you. you. Yes. It's a psychological thing, not a physical thing. Yes. You convince yourself that you need to continue this game. And, I, and it's a crappy game with that. It's Lynch, too. It's not like he even picked anything <laughs> decent. He didn't. It's a crappy game. It's horrible. Uh, Have you played it? It's terrible. I've never played. No, yeah, it's, never I mean, it's from years ago. It's horrible. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't recommend. Well, I say he's been playing it since two thousand four. Yeah, so I mean, that's not surprising. Lynch one wasn't any better. The only two things in life are guaranteed: death and taxes. Yeah, if if you played with death and death and taxes, you want to talk about a group that's addicted to a game. There's a guild called Death and Taxes. Is there really? Yes, yeah, so are the ones that down like all the World of Warcraft bosses like within three days of release. Oh, I see. Yeah, they cleared out like Burning Crusade when it came out in like a week. How how wonderfully wonderful, I guess. Hey, we're talking about them. Great, we mentioned their name. Great accomplishments. Sure. You can tell yeah. the random person, you know, the chick in the bar. I beat it in three days. I'm in death and taxes. What the hell is that? I'm Why in, don't you bathe? I'm in getting the hell out of here. Yeah. So, again, that that does not surprise me, but I guess you could sue on anything these days. Speaking of lawsuits, this one I found, this one I actually heard a couple weeks ago. Um, this is from August 16th. This is being held on GamaSutra.com. Nice. G-M-A... GamaSutra. G-A-M-A-S-U-T-R-A. Yeah. .com. Blizzard wins $88 million judgment against WoW private server owner. You want to talk about something that's got a press in it. I remember back in the day, that's still done to this day, Ultima Online used to have private uh, shards, private servers right. that people would put up. <clears throat> Apparently what ended up happening was there was this person out there uh, who was actually running her own, I believe it's a she, 
running her own WoW server, her own private server. They had hacked into it and created one based on, very similar to the actual World of Warcraft servers that Blizzard runs. Quote, <clears throat> Blizzard Entertainment last week won a default judgment worth tens of millions of dollars against the operator of an unauthorized WoW server. U.S. District Court judge awarded Blizzard $88 million from defendant uh, Allison Reeves, operator of Scape Gaming, according to court documents obtained by Gamma's Game of Sutra. Blizzard originally filed a lawsuit back in October of last year. Yeah. The total award includes over $3 million in disgorged profits, $85.4 million in statutory damages, and 64000 in attorney's fees. That's uh, all they spent on attorney fees? Sixty-four grand. Reeves had not responded to the suit, resulting in the default judgment in favor of Blizzard. So that's how Blizzard won. Reeves just blew it off. But apparently, okay, th- this is where they're getting the, the money from here, or the, 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 the amount, per se. Uh, Blizzard had accused Reeves, based in the state of Georgia, of marketing and promoting scape gaming, which allows users to access the copyrighted World of Warcraft game without using official Blizzard servers, circumventing subscription fees due to the game's creator. So basically, they were playing World of Warcraft without ponying up the uh, 10 15 bucks every month. Right. So that's how they were getting, that's how they came up with the number of, you know, $88 million. Oh, no, it goes on. Here it goes. In the original complaint, it said Scape Gaming would ask for, quote-unquote, donations from players. These donations were in exchange for virtual items ranging from a dollar to advanced characters two levels to $300 for a pack that included a collection of rare items. That's crazy. Yeah, the judge's order said Blizzard submitted satisfactory evidence from third-party PayPal. Oh, PayPal, you rat bastards. <laughs> Showing that defendant's PayPal account received $3,052,000 in gross revenues. Wow. Do you understand how many people it is to play on a private server to shell in $3 million in, in microtransactions to buy virtual in-game items? And that's, that's just, that's not even subscription fees. They didn't have right. to do that. That's just people wanting to put in money. Guaranteed, this is what started Blizzard making their virtual uh, in-game items uh, shop that you can buy like the virtual pet or the stupid little thing that your character can be. wear. It might and be. And I'm sure they looked at this because this started over a year ago, this lawsuit, and right. said you know, this bitch is pulling in $3 million for a game that isn't even hers. We could do this! Okay, here we go. Uh, the court took the size of the community 427... Wow. There were 427,000 people playing on this escape wow. gaming server. So 427,000 people Multiply that figure by $200, quote, per active circumvention of a copyright security system. So basically, 200, they figure 200 bucks per person for, for, for all the lost up, fees right. that they didn't play. Uh, and came to the statutory damages amount of over $85 million. It's unclear if Reeves, who didn't respond to the suit, would be able to pay the award to fulfillment or if the defendant would appeal the ruling. Uh, no, I'm guessing she doesn't have $88 million. Probably not. But what does it say to Blizzard? Let's look at it from the, let's, let's dive into this a little more. If you have 427,000 people playing on somebody's private server, when it, I'm sure it wasn't running nearly as well as a Blizzard can provide themselves. No, what they were saying also, if you go back, oh, you don't have to read the exact thing, but basically they're saying that um, because it was, in essence, hacked, you could change things around in the code, like automatically get yourself to level 50. And all right, that kind yeah. Of, yeah. So basically people were screwing around with the game, too. So yeah, you Okay, not some people. 427,000... <laughs> 427,000 online people, I got news for it. That's a successful online MMO. <laughs> I mean, that's bigger than there's a lot of established MMOs out there. I think Darkfall would kill, would give the right testicle for that many people. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, All no, online, true. I don't think, pulls in that many people. And yet they're playing on a private server? I, that should tell you something. And uh, you know what? That might be a shot across Blizzard's bow say, saying, look, 
we'd rather play, you know, on this server doing, you know, to see the, the entire game that we probably couldn't do on the normal servers. Yeah, maybe. Uh, to me, it also lets me know how much money Blizzard's making from World of Warcraft. Oh, I mean, if, if, if just this lady alone is pulling in millions and millions of dollars. Right. I would love to find out exactly how much Blizzard actually. I don't think anyone actually really knows. At least I've never seen it put up. I would. Re- wow. Ho- probably hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds and hundreds of millions. Man, oh man. They disbanded ages. Ago. Yes, I know that. Mark, I'm, I'm going back and reading some of this. The death and tax thing. I know they disbanded. They reformed under like <clears throat> November 11th, whatever the hell it was. Oh, okay. I, I don't care. But, I mean, that, that just seems like a, a lot of people giving the big middle finger to Blizzard saying we'd rather play on this chick's server and see, you know, I, I don't think she's going to be altering up the dungeons. More than likely what it is is they're making the character so powerful they can go into a lot of the end game stuff. I mean, this is me speculating. Right, uh, right. yeah. But, I, but at least in Ultima Online, back in the day we played, that was pretty much it. You made your character, you know, godlike in the first day. Right. Rather than spending weeks and weeks leveling it up or making a macro and risk being banned for it. Right. You know, that's the same thing. If I shell out 50 bucks, well, I get all the rare items, get my completely decked out in all the newest gear, and I get an epic mount. Oh, cool. I just saved myself six months of play time. Sure, yeah. And now I can go experience the end game like everybody else. You know, mm. honestly, thinking about it, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think for, for if Blizzard did that, I think a lot of people would pay for that. Like like if, if someone really wanted to pay like $300 and get everything all up front, just walk into the game like a god. I mean, you'd have to you probably have to separate them on like a different place right. from everyone else from the level 1 people. But well, I mean, I, I, it's, I, it's I already think, separated. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, you know what I'm saying? I think there would be a a legitimate market for people willing to pay all that money to walk into the game already at level 99 instead of having to work your way up for however long it takes to get there. I'm glad you said that, because our next article from the theguardian.co.uk uh, is all about virtual worlds and how people are paying real money for virtual items and how this market is exploding. Really? Look, this is explained to me by a buddy, well, okay, uh, it, there's, it's happened so many years ago, I don't think anything can happen to me, so I'll tell you the story. Back in about 2000, um, I sold, or 2001, I sold my Ultima Online account. I sold mm-hmm. it on eBay okay. for a substantial amount of money. Um, the game was probably at its, at its peak, maybe a little bit on the down, you know, decline when I sold the account. In yeah, when, was, when, when was it again? Two, 2000, 2001? Like yeah, yeah. I, it might have been a little on the, because that, that's really when EverCrack Ever, started. Yeah, EverQuest out. was out. It was still competing. It was, I mean, there was still a large population. And I sold my my character in the account for a sustain, characters for a substantial uh, amount of money. Uh-huh. And after it was all said and done, and I got the money, and about a week later I decided, you know what? This guy shelled out this much money for a virtual stuff that will disappear when this company turns off the servers. Mm-hmm. I emailed him and said, why is it that you would spend this much money on what are fake items? And he wrote back this really long um, explanation. Uh-huh. But the, what it came down to is this. He's a lawyer. Uh, he's a civil, I'm sorry, a, uh, uh, da, 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 he's a corporate lawyer. Okay. Some kind of finance lawyer. Right. And he said, you have to understand that I put 60 to 70 hours of work in every single week. I'm single. Do not have. A, he's divorced. Has no kids. Mm-hmm. And he went on to say that in order to accumulate the wealth that your characters have to get your characters to where they are level wise or skill based, to get yourself the castle that you have, to get yourself you know the in game wealth that my characters possessed would take me months and years on end to accumulate, even at a regular pace. Playing as as infrequently as I do would t- would be impossible for me to do it. 
He said, I make a lot of money. To me, it is worth my time to shell out the several thousands of dollars to buy your account so that I can begin to, to enjoy the game at the same level than to actually have to do it myself. He said, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I, I agree with what he said. It's, right. it's, it's and paying for that. convenience is really yes, what and you're that's, doing. It's basically what it came down to. Yeah. He, was, he was paying for the convenience. I cut my teeth getting the characters there. My time with the game was done. Um, I My life was changing drastically, so I did not have the time to play games. Mm-hmm. His, on the other hand, was much the same thing. I don't have time to do all the rigmarole and the crap. Here's a lot of money. I make money hand over fist. It's a drop in the bucket. My time is more valuable to me than real dollars. So, yeah, he was paying for convenience. Now, before we, we get into this, and it might be in this article, um, are there, like, companies and things like that out there that, like, if you have a World of Warcraft account, they'll play your account for you and level you up? Sure, there's power level companies. It's always been there. It's been there for years and years and years. Crazy. But the problem is you take, a, you take a risk, and a lot of people got burned in World of Warcraft by that. Uh-huh. When they would give their, buy an account, give it over to one of these Chinese companies, they would then level up your account. If they did not right steal it, you know, they would put something in there that they could always change the password back. So once they level it up, you then take it from there and play it for months on end, get all the kind of gear. Uh-huh. They can then strip your account, give it to somebody else and sell it off and, you know, you're not oh, wiser. Wow, okay. So a lot of people got burned by that. So you take a great risk. I would not recommend it. That's, again, you're paying for convenience, but at the same time, that is something that's illegal, at least as far as the game is concerned. You're kind of going against the user agreement that you sign when you play. Mm, okay. All right, this is from The Guardian, CEO. Uh, this is from the UK, obviously, and this is going to kind of tie in with what we had. Recently, a man bought a space station for $330,000. Real dollars. In fact, there's a link to this article. I believe we've actually discussed this before. I know we've mentioned it. Is this the uh, EVE Online one? No, I, actually, it's not EVE Online. Well, I thought it's not it, EVE Online. No, there was okay. one on EVE. This is something different. Earlier this year, the Crystal Palace Space Station went on to virtual auction in the Entropia Universe, a MMO that's uh, currently out there. Entropia Universe is well known for its real cash economy, where $1 American can buy you 10 in-game credits in the virtual world. The Crystal Palace is a huge virtual space station that orbits the planet Calypso within the game. Well, the auction just ended, and one quote-unquote lucky man, Buzz Eric Lightyear, has just won the... Nice name, douche. I like that. His, I, I like that. that when, when you look at it, it says Buzz Eric Lightyear. Eric is the thing in quotes. It, yes, it, it, it implies Not that. Like, it, it implies that Buzz Lightyear is his, his real, real name, name, and Eric is the <laughs> is the handle. I thought that was very funny. Just won the Crystal Palace for three point three million dollar in game credits. If you haven't figured it out already, that translates to three hundred and thirty thousand dollars U.S. Now, what it goes on to say in this article is that the gentleman bought this because he plans on turning it into a market in-game where people will buy stuff from him, which he can then convert into real money. So in essence, he bought like a virtual store. Yes. Much like we used to do in Ultima Online where we would have vendors outside our, our houses uh-huh. and go to the vendor, buy the virtual item with in-game money and move on. This is basically the same thing. It, anyways. Uh, Space Station was sold in virtual world. The buyer who converted this uh, his cash into in-game money is convinced that virtual shops on his virtual space station will produce virtual profits that he can be converted back into real dollars. If I'm the company, I would say, no, you cannot convert your in-game cash to real money. And if I was a pirate in that game, you better bet your ass I'd be aiming to blow that thing up at first chance. 
Uh, then it goes on to talk about there's another company uh, where it's General Foods, I believe. It's General Foods. Yes. They introduce a new brand of or- it, they they try to make it out. introduce a new brand of organic blueberries. Uh, the blueberries don't actually exist. Um, it's actually a, it, it, is it a farm? Yeah, it's, it's a Farmville thing. Yeah. You can the uh, blueberries that exist in Farmville. Uh, let's see, farmers in Farmville buy cartoon like virtual. I'm trying to find the part where it says why they're doing it. Uh, the blueberries. There we go. Yeah. The, the blueberry. I just moved it. Oh, too much. The Sorry. blueberry. There we go. The blueberries represent a brand extension of a product that exists in the real world. As U.S. company General Foods aims to establish a presence on Farmville, a game which exists on an application of Facebook, and that speak has had nearly 80 million players. 80 million people playing Farmville, and I guarantee not one of them would actually want to go out and work a real farm. <laughs> F that. <laughs> so I, I guess in Farmville you can. You can harvest the organic blueberries, and it says from General Food. I believe something. Mr. Quinn has actually said that, and I, I, there are other companies that want to get in on it. Like uh, they want to have Chiquita bananas, and you know, Dole if, wants to have various fruits. If, and, if there's 80 million people, that's that's an audience of 80 million that's yep. very held captive. And if you throw up a sign that says "Buy Coke," you know, I, 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 I guess it makes sense from a marketing perspective. Zynga, who we'll get to in, a, in a, another article. Uh, a little later on. Parent company Zynga has revenues of more than $600 million a year, which come mainly from Farmville, because Zynga is the one that makes a lot of those Facebook games. Right. Zynga is reckoned to be worth between 4 and $5 billion based on the value of investment stakes that have been taken in. That's crazy. $5 billion? Dollars, yes. That's how much they're worth? Yes. Wow. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of rich people. Banking on Farmville. This might still seem uh, this might still seem the stuff of fantasy, but it's where real life seems to be heading. According to some analysts, we are in the midst of a virtual revolution that might one day be considered as important as the Industrial Revolution. Founder of some company I don't give a damn about in Cambridge says there are 175 virtual worlds that are live or in live beta, and that the number of registered users to them has risen from 880 million. In the fourth quarter of last year, to 1.1 billion people today, a 25% increase within six months in the middle of a recession. 1.16 of the Earth's population is playing in virtual worlds. It just says right there, the registered population of virtual worlds, even if this is not the same as active users, is greater than the population of the United States and Europe combined. Combined. I guess if we ever wanted to make the argument, and I know I have before, about gaming going mainstream. See? That's about as mainstream as you're going to get. That's about as mainstream as you're going to get. And it just keeps going on about different virtual worlds and what people are doing to... Yeah, I was waiting for Second Life. Second Life's right down there. Yes, yeah. yeah. I had some friends who used to play Second Life. I never really got into it too much, but... Explain what Second Life is. Um, It's... It's a very open-ended uh, MMO. You go in and you create your avatar, and with with very few exceptions, you literally can do anything you want. Like Ultima Online was? No rules? No, I'm not talking... Well, no, Ultima Online is uh, fantasy-based. I mean, you can do anything you want. Second Life is in, like, real world right now. Everything's built to look exactly like it is now outside. Or, or you can like build... Like Sims? Or, no, you can... No, I mean, even with Sims, Sims is... You know, you can build real world stuff. I'm talking anything. So, so like it, the the only li- I'm, I I don't want to try and be a shill for the company, but it's like the only limits your imagination. I mean, that kind of thing. So I can build a space station in a fantasy world where I rape women twenty four seven. Yes, that's disgusting. But you can do it in Second Life. I'll pick it up tomorrow. Well, <laughs> bear in mind that costs money. 
Oh, it does. Yes, it, uh-huh. it's not just free. You, and, and it's very similar to this Entropy Universe thing. You you pay money to the company, which I think is what's the name of it? Linden. It's been so long since I played Second Life. Uh, Where is it? Where is it? Well, I don't yeah, Linden that. Lab. Developers Linden Lab. Yeah, you, you pay Linden Lab X amount of money, and then you get credits in the game, which then you can use to build your house or build your nightclub that you can play at. And people people do that stuff all the time. They'll they'll build like a nightclub like if they're like a musician. They'll build like a Second Life nightclub. And play their own music. And then play their own music, yeah. Or they'll do like a live show or whatever. So like if we were doing it in Second Life, right. we'd set up like our own studio, our own virtual studio. And then the little Second Life people would come in to our little studio and sit down. And, and then, then they could the talk. Broadcast. And then they would, they would see our avatars like doing what we're doing right now. And we'd be broadcasting live. The latest published figures claim that virtual transactions for Second Life came to $500 million last year. And that the volume of user-to-user transactions actually rose between April and May of this year from 49 to $52 million. This, in one of the worst economies since the Great Depression. This, in a job market that actually, the job rate rose again this month to a new, to 9.6%. Right, right. These people <clears throat> are shelling out money for crap that doesn't actually exist. Well, probably not the 9.6 people, but the other uh, 91% probably aren't, but. We gave up looking for jobs because they're hooked on lineage too. <laughs> what keeps me in Second Life is the international community of artists, audience, and curators. And these new grids can't match the diversity, stability, performance, and security of Second Life at this stage. She acknowledges none of the none the less that the scene is changing rapidly. Well, yeah, yeah, people are like they're like companies are going online and like I, I, I can advertise within the game. Itself, they advertise. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have to go. To, I have to go to the Best Buy in the Second Life to buy my Samsung 50 inch. Bring it back to my virtual house. Or what? What companies will do is they'll they'll say be at uh, this particular place at such such a time, and then everyone shows up and they show like the the newest trailer for a movie or something like that. That happens all the time. This kind of gets me. Farmville may one day be seen as a milestone in a customizing non geeks. Bitch, if you're playing Farmville and you're on Facebook, you're a geek. So you're part eight, of the culture. So there's 80 million geeks? Yes, 80 million more than we thought. Carbon footprints become less of a concern, too. Virtual products have a particular attraction to businesses because beyond the cost infrastructure already in place, overheads are few and manufacturing costs zero. In a recession, virtual worlds offer their colonists the chance to, of a cheap escape from everyday reality. No, bullshit, listen to me when I tell you this. You're in, a, you're in a bad economy. If you're going to spend any money to have any kind of entertainment, you want something concrete that you can actually hang on to, use, and then enjoy later. Spending money on virtual items is stupid because that stuff will go away. It's not permanent, dude. Look, unless you have so much money, you got more money than God, I'm headed towards a meltdown. I can feel it because I'm already getting pissed, and I'm not feeling well. Unless you're like this lawyer who years ago bought my account. If unless you're rolling in money, that you can actually shell out this because you don't have the time and you can't be asked to actually build it yourself. You have no business spending any money on games, let alone on virtual stuff within games to make your character better. Look, I don't give a damn if you've got yourself a new cape or a new horse or do you know what was it? It was a Dragon Age or there was a game not too long ago. Uh, oh, was, was it Fable? Christ, I can't remember. Fable 2. One of them you could actually spend. It was a microtransaction, downloadable content that you could buy that was single player only. Like it was an extra horse. Nobody could see you using the horse. It didn't give you any. It was any faster. It was just better looking. It was only in game. 
and only single player. You're the only person who could actually see the damn horse. And people are shelling out $10 for it. Does that make any sense? To Am- me, no. But to them, it must have made sense. I mean, I, I don't see the big deal with that. If I mean, there, there are things you buy re- in the real world that, that fall apart, too. Like, I'll, I'll take okay. an example. I used to have a huge collection of movies yeah. in VHS. Right. I'm sure those people that have VHS tapes probably were pissed when DVD I had a ton came of them. Out. You know what I did with them? I had them converted to DVD. It wasn't that hard. It was pretty cheap. It was like a buck of VHS. And I didn't have to do it. I took it to a company and had it done. Oh, that's right. I guess I can continue to enjoy them rather than going out and rebuying them. Uh, I think that's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. Fine. Then you, you want to go out and shell out 15 bucks? Yes, for, for a better quality uh, thing? Yeah. It was, okay, the quality is not that big. And a lot of the uh, stuff they don't make on DVD. Waterloo, for instance, was never made on DVD. It never converted over. A lot of the old cartoons from the 80s I liked that you know my daughter has watched, they never made them into DVD box sets or DVDs at all. Oh, oh, well. oh well. that's right. There he goes. Oh, on Waterloo? I, I think I, think I could live without point, Waterloo. Okay, you could, but your tastes are different than mine. My point is... Uh, my, I, the, my point exactly. Everyone's tastes are different. If that's what they want to spend their recreational but money if you on, actually listen then that's to me, what they want to spend their okay, recreational money on. Okay, if you actually listen to what I said... I did listen to you, what you said. People should not be buying this crap unless they're rolling in money and they can afford it. Because this is stuff that's just going to disappear. It doesn't exist. It's not real. How do you know that they, they can't afford it? You're, because you're, they can't. Because they, they can't. can't. How do they you can't. know? Because the entire world is in a recession. The majority of these people are, are everyone has bums. recreational. They money. have no jobs and they're sitting in front of their computers every day playing Farmville. Okay, I know people like this. I know people like this. I know them by name. I can call them out right now. They may actually be listening to this show because they have no lives and do nothing. They have no jobs. Get off your ass and go out and farm for real. Take the job back from the Mexicans. Damn it! Go out there and, and feed a donkey or raise some cattle or. <laughs> Plant something. Look, all, all I'm saying is that if you have the ability and you have recreational money, you have money to spend on fun. There you go. As long as you have as the long money as you have to the spend. Money. Yes. Fine. fine. Then whatever you spend it on, as long as it's not, you know, I'm going to buy a knife and kill someone, I don't have a huge problem with. If that's, if that's their idea of entertainment and recreation and that's what they want to spend their money on, fine. then that's fine with me. I can agree with that. If you have the money, if you have the money. I mean, I think it's crazy. Then go ahead. But... Yeah, I that's me. Yeah, I would. I would rather spend it on other things. And there might be people that look at me or what I spend it like that's stupid. Why would you do that? It's because everyone's different. Everyone has different tastes. Somebody's asked me, "Amp, did you spend money on the downloadable content for Napoleon Total War?" You mean the three dollars? Yes, I spent the three dollars for nine additional units that I can use in game. That's perma- part of that game permanently. That's something completely different. That's an actual expansion to the game to continue. It's no different than if I bought an expansion pack for something. Again, that's that's something completely different. I, okay, the equivalent would be if I went to are, Creative Are you Assembly, saying you're going to play that game forever? Is, is there going to come? Is there going to be a point where you're not going to play it anymore? The equivalent would be to go to Creative Assembly and say, I will give you $1 million if you put my face over the Napoleon character in the game. Just for me when I play online against people. Or if I went to Blizzard... And said, I'll give you $50,000 if you put my voice in on the guy riding the tank instead of the guy who's using it. That's the equivalent of what we're discussing here. People that are buying something that's unique to them or unique to their character within that game. Anybody can buy those units because it's an extension of the game being played. It's not to what one particular thing. Well, let, let me ask you, if Go you ahead. had that money. If you had a million dollars, yes, and you went to let's let's use a million. If you had a okay. million dollars and you went to Blizzard 
and said, hey, can you put my voice or do, or do whatever it is you wanted to do for the game? Right. I, I think Blizzard would at least think about it because they that's would a lot take of money. It. Million but, bucks, they'd probably do it. Yeah. I, I can't think of a company that, that I mean, but, okay, well, so anyway, now that we've established that, is if, if you had the money, is that something that you would think about doing? No. Absolutely not. To me, that, that is foolish. That is just because you had the money does not give you license to just piss away that kind of money. Okay. I would not. I, there's a, I mean, I could do some... I, if I had a million dollars to blow, I could do a lot of damage with a million dollars. Sure. I can make a lot of people's lives miserable, and that appeals to me. Uh, spending it on a game... So that's, that's what you would spend your million dollars on, making other people's lives miserable? I actually told my boss years and years and years and years ago, and I worked at a sports, the sports store. And this, the old listeners of the, uh, of the show will know this one. I actually told my boss that if I ever win the millions in the lottery, I will pay you $100,000 to allow me to treat everybody who walks through your door like shit for one week. $100,000 I will pay you. Of course, he said he wouldn't do it, but it was all hypothetical anyways. Right, right. Personally, I think that would be great. To just, I have so much money. I'm paying for the right to treat you like garbage, you know. But then he wouldn't have any. Kind of like what Brad Pitt left, does. That's the problem. I'm not, so. I'm not. I wouldn't do that to friends. I would do that to just random people. Just random people. Yeah, people. Just, like customers walking through so the door. It, yeah, it'd be like the opposite of that old show where like the the millionaire would randomly give someone a million dollars. Oh no, no. I'd be like the millionaire. Like that's right. I got a million bucks. You can't do anything to me. You suck. Here's why. Let me make just, fun of your clothes. Make fun of the way you look. Make fun of your spouse. Yell at you. Threaten you. Whatever. That, that to me, life experiences, that would be much more entertaining. And everybody gets to enjoy it. A million dollars so I could put my voice in over something? No, that, no. Wow. Not to mention those, those memories go on for, for a lifetime. But if I had a million dollars, I'd do something like build a statue to myself, build a huge-ass house, buy a bunch of cars, the things like that. Maybe have a portrait of myself made and put it in the Louvre. It's not like there's anything there with any kind of I don't know that I would do all paste. that kind of stuff. I'm just throwing an idea. No, I understand. Of course, there's the charity things, but you know that seems to be kind of overdone. I I obviously give money to the charity, but eh, everybody does that. I I had a person, you that person, I can't believe I said that. Uh, a former friend, not friends anymore, but uh, that's another story. But anyway, he uh, he said he would never really give to charity except maybe late in life because he's more interested in the charity of himself, and he wants to promote himself first before he finds himself in a position where he has to start giving to charity. That's the modern era's dream. Everybody's out for themselves. It's pretty sad, but what are you going to do? Look, in this country, they repealed it where you can no longer get a tax deductible, uh, the tax deduction because of your money to charity. You have the establishment itself going against you to give the charity. I just yeah. think it's I, – I don't know. That's, that's another story. But right. Considering like in, in this country, the, you know, the top 1% of people with, with money have more money than the 99% combined. Well, they also pay the vast, 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 vast majority of all the taxes in this country too. Keep that in mind. Not yes, anymore. that no, that no, that's a fact. Yeah. That that's a fact. You can't deny that one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the eight o'clock hour. We need another break. When we come back, we still have a bunch of segments we have to get to. Um, and I, I still have to do the mailbag. I haven't, so we still have more topics. As usual, we have more stuff than we have time to get to. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in about ten minutes, and we'll pick it up right from there. Oh, the shark bait. Has such teeth there, and it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie Heath, babe, and it keeps it uh, out of sight. 
You know when that shark bites With his teeth big Scarlet billows Start to spread Fancy gloves though Where's old Maggie Heath big So there's never Never a trace of red Now on the sidewalk huh? Ooh, Sunday morning, uh-huh Lies a body Just oozing life Can someone sneak in Round the corner Could that someone Be Mac the knife There's a tugboat Down by the river, don't you know Where a cement bag Just drooping on down Oh, that cement is just It's there for the way to dare Five will get you ten old Mackies back in town Can't you hear about Louis Miller? He disappeared, babe After drawing out all his hard-earned cash And now Maggie's been just like a shell Could it be our boys done something rash? Jenny Diver, oh, Suki Tawdry, look out to Miss Lottie Linya and old Lucy Brown. Yes, that line falls on the right babe, not that Maggie's back in.
warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Listening to the Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at the Emperor's Court here on First World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. We're watching, actually, the only ranked game being played today, I swear. Actually, I think there's another one, uh, TCU versus Oregon State, but this is North Carolina taking on LSU. I'm surprised North Carolina is ranked. Uh, traditionally, so their football team sucks. It's yes. North Carolina is a basketball team. Every once in a while, they'll break the top 25, but I mean, they're actually up there. I think they're like ranked 16 or something. Something like, like that. that. Yeah, they're them and LSU are pretty, them and LSU, the fine English I speak. They're pretty close together in terms of rankings. Which is weird, considering Louisiana State's usually a perennial powerhouse when it comes to football. They must the have lost all their uh, starters or something. And, of course, they got Butch Davis, friggin' reject that he is. I will never find myself rooting for him ever. Ever. Ever? Ever. I like pedophiles more than I like Butch Davis. All right. Really? No, maybe not. With the long too litany far. of problems we've had with the Cleveland Browns football franchise, he's the one you... <laughs> <laughs> not, not not Marty Schottenheimer or hey, sh- Bud Carson. Hey, or- you do not be smirched the name of Marty Schottenheimer in this household. Why? Because he almost accomplished something? That's right. He got, he got, closer, close than, to- he got closer than anybody else has in 64, so kiss my ass. Name the last actual perennial successful coach we've had. You can't, because there isn't one. No, not really. You, thank you. Moving on. Time for the mailbag. we got to get to this. So we're... Always, we, I tell you what we got to start doing, Hounders. We need to start working in our segments, uh, interspersing throughout the show instead of waiting to the last hour. Right. It seems to, it seems to happen because we get into like the guts of most of our articles in the, uh, uh, you know, in the first two hours. Well, I, I say just whatever happens, happens. You know, I, I don't think we need to worry too much about it. Oh, the cheerleaders. Yay. The post the office delivered your hate mail, the mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? Then say gay. I said, yeah, you did. Oh, I thought you said gay. No. Like, what are you talking about? Then say gay. Male cheerleaders, maybe. Female yes. ones. Obviously. All right. First one up. This is from uh, JB Dark. Quote, I found VTW today and was treated to the podcast of your return show. The court is a fun duration of tangents that is an intelligent step up from trolling. I don't know if I'd go that far, but of course, I mean, that is in a good way. We don't need any more dolphins or just gray sharks or I'm on a boat stuff. Not really sure how that was going, but I don't know. Well, I, I recognize I'm on a boat. That's the Andy Sandberg, right. Lonely Island. But I don't, I don't get dolphins or just gray sharks. I've never heard that one. Anyway, I had some compelling reasons as to why the bastardization of classic horror, Twilight, and people are easily offended. Education being the bottom line. When you are a whole country but on a fifth grade reading level, of course, inane things like this are going to become popular. On the other, on the same coin, people are easily offended because they are taught to be. Be it by modern parents afraid to use corporal punishment or politicians, particularly a redneck Alaskan that makes up words because of her fifth grade education. That was a really good comment right there. Completely without sense of humor, weak-willed people hide behind being PC and the popular thing because they are thought to be. 
odd. He smacks Sarah Palin and then goes on against PC, which is the Democratic motto. Incidentally, I thought it funny that Stephanie Myers, the author of Twilight, is rumored to be a Mormon. And even with, uh, with the poorly educated masses, she had to have sold her soul for the popularity. Well, it's not rumored she is a Mormon. Citing the comedic attitude of, uh, of Carlos Mencia and a tribute to Bill Maher. That's just my opinion, and I could be wrong. Uh, that, of course, is Dennis Miller's sign-off. Yes, I, well, thank you. I was about to... <laughs> did, Dennis Miller's well, I understand what that had to do with Bill Maher. Right. I mean, Bill Maher is topical, I guess, like... Sort of. He is. I, I don't always really. He tries to be relevant. I don't think. Bill Maher, really, it's, it, he has a weekly show. I know. It's on HBO. It is. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't, gotta be honest, I don't have Bill, HBO right now, but when I did, I, I watched it. Every I, week. I don't. Now, I, I, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Twilight, you know, he's got a kind of a point, and I, I look at it this way Twilight's been hugely popular. What is the other really big fantasy novel series that has. Grip the world for fantasy the last 10 years. I, I call it fantasy because it kind of is. For the, You said for the last 10, 10 years. years. Oh, well, yeah. obviously it's Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Right. Yeah. Harry Potter written for? Children. Children. You have Twilight. I've tried reading some of the books. Trust me when I tell you it's not written at a very high level. High of, level. Uh, of, yes. Right, right. Or what's that other series that uh, that, that douchebag from Montana, friggin' Minneapolis or whatever wrote with the dragon? Aragon. Uh, Arag- Aragorn, Aragon. Yeah. There are other ones like Artemis Fowl and uh, I can't uh, think. Or, or like... Uh, Perseus and the Olympians. The or, Lemony Snicket series. Yes. And these are not just read by kids, but a great many adults. I'd say about right. half and half. Right. So he's got a legitimate point that you have being these books that are popular because anybody can read them. Well, anybody can read them because your your reading skills suck, and then they turn them into mediocre movies. And to me, that was kind of my Da Vinci Code issue. It wasn't just that the history made no sense, that a lot of the crap that they point to didn't exist, never really happened, or it was false. It was the fact that the book in and of itself, as a literary reference, was very poorly written. It was a horrible book. It was a cool story. It wasn't, you know, again, if you get past the factual part of it, don't let facts get in the way of a good story. I get that. Right. But as a book itself, as a novel, it was very poorly written. You know, I never actually read The Da Vinci, the Vinci Code. Uh, I, I wouldn't it. recommend it. I mean, the, the movie's not too far of a departure from the book. Uh-huh. Okay. The Angels and Demons was, however. Um, and that was, right. That I was understand. a badass movie. That was terrible. Badass is in. Bad. It sucked. It smelled like ass. Bad. Hated that. It was a bad movie. Anyways. But he's got a point. He's got a legitimate point about yeah. That. But I, I mean, t- to be honest, things like that have happened for a long time. I mean, there there have always been books that try to appeal to the least common denominator and are, are popular as a result. I mean, even going so far as like in the old west, the uh, the dime store novels, and yeah, things, right. And going into today, like like Harlequin romance novels, which are totally formulaic and do not require a brain whatsoever. It's it's a simple formula you follow again and again and again. So I, I agree with what he's saying, but. I don't think it's some sort of recent cultural phenomenon that, you know, books that are written poorly are popular. It, it, it happens all the time. Uh, the next one is from Vandalay. Vandalay actually sent us a link for the same topic we actually discussed tonight, which was the uh, honeymooning. I have to adjust my microphone there. The honeymooning Sims, the dating sim in Japan, uh-huh. says this may be one of the most depressing things I have ever read. Regards, Vandalay. So uh, he's in complete agreement with us. Uh, da, 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 da. Moving on here. What else we got? Haikus are easy. Ooh, from a different person this time, because I believe the Angry Badger is taking time off from haikus. Haikus are easy, but sometimes they don't make sense. Refrigerator. And that's from some kind of wizard. Uh, your haiku is dumb. I just don't understand it. 
What the hell was that? Thank you. That was just I just that off the top Kiss of my head. My ass, douchebag. <laughs> Even I can do it. This one's an employment opportunity. Seeing if I'll actually leave and go to our company. Don't know why. Southwest Europe company. Yes. Yeah, so if if you actually read the English in that, it's very poorly done. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know if it's like spam. Is it on the level of uh, the Prince of Nigeria? Yes. You to... Yes. Exactly. So, yes, oh, okay. Exactly. okay. You know, funny story. I, I'll bring this up. Um, this is kind of topical. We'll get to the Angry Badger has one in here too. Uh, Years ago, a couple of years ago, when the PS3 first came out, uh-huh. um, I won't go into how I did it. Well, maybe I will. It's a story. It's a story time with Emperor. But I finagled. Well, uh, you know, if it's story time with Emperor, we really should. Uh... All right, I'll do it. I'll tell the story. It's it's, it's there. If it's, it's there, there, you might as well use it. And we know? never really use it. Yeah. So. It's uh, there. It is. Beer, sit back and relax, and he'll spin you a tale. It's story time with Emperor. Okay, story time with me. <laughs> he'll spin you a tale. So there I was many a year ago. All right, this is uh, several years ago. The PlayStation 3 just came out. Uh-huh. Same day. And rather than wait in line like all the other losers outside of the Best Buy and the Walmart to get one, I decided that I would go in the next day and do what I do best, and that is uh, grift, be a kind of artist, and get my copies. And I did. Um, it was raining all night. There was actually fights in the line for people trying to cut to get in to get a PlayStation 3. And for those who actually might remember, there was a huge uh, demand for these things because the uh, going opinion was that there would not be enough for the Christmas season. Sure, I remember. Yeah. Plus, it was coming off of the PlayStation 2, which is one of the most successful, popular video game consoles of all right. time. Exactly. And it had a Blu-ray player, which yes. everybody wanted. Yes. And it was backwards compatible, which I the one I have is actually backwards compatible. It's one of the backwards compatible Yes, ones? one of the ones with oh, the chipsets are, from both. Oh, those are so It's new. the 60-gigabyte. Uh, I believe there's a, I think I told that story, too. Uh, I might score that one. Yeah, about how you got it? Yeah, yeah it's funny. Anyways, yeah. moving on. So I go into the store, and I just had um, uh, surgery on my foot. This is when I had, had... My foot is actually permanently broken, my left foot. It'll never get any better. And I was wearing this giant air cast, so I kind of hobbled in, and I guess I must have looked pretty pathetic because I had this stupid cast on. And I walked up to this old guy that was working there, and he was in the gaming department. I said, excuse me, sir, do you have any PlayStation 3s? He's like, well, we sold out of all of them this morning. I said, oh, that sucks. I was going to buy one for my son, but unfortunately I couldn't. I've got this stupid boot on, and I couldn't stay in the line all night, so I was just kind of hoping that maybe... You know, somebody would have one. All right, well, I guess I'll have to keep looking around and hope for the best. This is, I, I forget when it came out, October, November, whatever. Something like that, yeah. So the guy says, well, hang on, wait a minute. So he walks away and he comes back and says, all right, we've got about six of these things in the back that we're holding on to. I don't know why they're holding on to them, and it's kind of shady. Best Buy has always done this, at least the one right, in my house. Yeah. He's like, hang on a minute, just, just stay right here. So he leaves, and I'm in there for like, I'm wondering what the hell's going on. Comes back about 15 minutes later with a PlayStation 3 in a plastic case. Says, here you go. Go ahead and take this one. We got like six of them back there. We're holding on to this side for something else. You can go ahead and have this one. Said, sir, that's fantastic. You have no idea how, you know, how you're going to make my son's Christmas. This is fantastic. And I said, it, it, it you know, it, it's not possible for me to stood in line and you're doing me a real solid. I really appreciate it. He's like, not a problem. Don't worry about it. You know, it's it, have a Merry Christmas. So I right, cool. So I went up and I bought it and I bought the payment plan. Now, there's two things I have to tell you. The first is I don't have a son. I have a daughter. And at the time, she was not old enough to even know what a video game was, uh, let alone play one. Uh, the second thing is I had no intention of using this thing for myself. It was going right on eBay as soon as I got home. <laughs> 
So <laughs> you think I'd feel a little guilty of this, but I didn't. So you can always tell when I have a good story going because IRC just goes dead. Of course. And they're waiting to see how this thing plays out. So I leave. And I go do some shopping elsewhere in the mall. So I waited three or four hours. The reason why is I had a buddy that used to work at Best Buy. He told me that the shift changes always happen about 4 o'clock when the night shift comes on and the morning shift leaves. This is about 2 o'clock when I arrived. So I figured, all right, I read the guy's name off his name tag, his badge. And I won't give his name out because I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. So I, I waited till about 4.30, and I had actually been in the parking lot, and I waited for this guy to leave. And I actually saw him leave through the entrance of, of the Best Buy. So I get up, and I hobbled inside, and I walked up to some young kid, college kid, who was in the game department. I said, hey, is, and I use this guy's name, is around, he's supposed to be holding a PlayStation 3 for me in the back. He's like, no, no, we don't have any PlayStations. We're all out. We sold out those this morning. I said, you got to be kidding me. Well, let me talk to him, because I called earlier today, and he told me you had like five or six in the back you were holding on to for something else. He said I could have one of them, because I had this boot on my leg, and I couldn't get in there. I, I couldn't stand in line. So the guy says, well, wait a minute. How do, how do you know he has them in the back? I said, oh, well, you know, this guy told me. I talked to him on the phone. He said he's holding one for me. He's, he's probably got my name in the back. If you'll just go back and look for me. I said, if you look here, you'll, you'll see there's like five or six in the back room. One of those are for me. Go ahead and bring them out. He's like, well, I don't think they're there, but I'll go look. And that guy already left today, so I don't know what he told you. I said, oh, you've got to be kidding me. He left already? He said he's going to have it waiting for me. That's why I rushed up here so fast. So he goes back. Comes back 15 minutes later. With a PlayStation in his hand, 60 gigabyte, the other one was a 20. He's like, man, I don't know how you knew those were back there, but I guess this one's for you. There wasn't a note or anything, so I guess you can have it. I'm like, wow, thanks, sir. You have no idea how, how great this is. I couldn't stand in line all night because of my boot. And this guy, tell him thanks for me because he was supposed to be holding on to this. And I'm really glad he helped me out. So I went, bought it, bought a warranty payment plan, went home. Two PlayStation 3s in hand. So on the day it came out. Yes. And you can ask people were waiting in line all night <laughs> in just the to rain, get their hands in on the one. Rain. And I'm sure people got turned away. Yes, like, oh, yes, I know they did. There's people asking him before I got there. And this is no bullshit story. You can ask Mystic Mim next door when she wakes up before you leave tonight. Ask her, and she will tell. Ask my boss. Two PlayStation Three. I stopped in at work and told my boss because he was actually working that day at uh, Played Against Sports. I stopped in there and told him, and he started laughing. He says, "Like, well, congratulations on your windfall." So I went home, took pictures of these bastards, and put them on eBay. Wow. So here's where the story culminates, because this, this is where we kind of came in on it. Okay. I got an email about two days later at a seven-day auction, and I put them both up for like 900 bucks each, and they had the, the two-year warranty with them. 900 bucks each? Yes. I spent about, when all came out, I spent about 700 bucks on each. Okay. All right. When it's all said and done, you factor everything in. So right. that's what the bidding was up to. This guy sends me, in very bad English, that he will purchase both of them for his son in, guess what country? Nigeria. Nigeria. And will send me a moneygram for $1,500 each. I said, you got it. Send the moneygram. When I have money in hand, I'll ship them out. So I'll be damned. But three hours later, I had two moneygrams in my email box. Showing that I had $1,500 sent to me for each auction number on them. Had the MoneyGram website, had the MoneyGram logo, had the MoneyGram address, phone number. Looked very legit. Very impressed. Hmm. One problem. What was that? If you actually start reading through the user agreement that's usually at the bottom of the page, you begin to notice that the English is very bad. As in, like, grammatically terrible. Okay. Like, 
here is or here are the agreement that you know the party and a party agree to you agree to accept the monies from the other parties mentioned in the above and it goes on for like that i mean I'm, I'm like there's contractions where there shouldn't be there's apostrophes where there isn't supposed to be there's commas instead of periods one giant paragraph went on for like four sentences without one single period. It's like one giant mass of text. I'm like, okay, clearly there's something wrong here. And the other thing, too, is I compared them just for the hell of it. I printed them out and compared the two user agreements. They didn't match. The English was grammatically bad on both, but they didn't match. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so I called I actually hunted around, found a number for MoneyGram, and called them and asked them and said, no, no, this thing's a scam. We've been getting these a lot lately. There's no such thing. This isn't real money. Uh, that's not from us. It's a lie. Because I'd never even heard of MoneyGram until then. I had heard of Money. Um, uh, they're in uh, Giant Eagles, at least around here. It's it's like uh, Western Union is okay. Pepsi, MoneyGram is Coke, that kind of thing. I see. I mean, most people pay by PayPal. And I thought it was kind of weird right, that this guy right. didn't. So all in all, it ended up being obviously a fake and a fraud, and this guy tried swindling me out of my PlayStations. But I got to tell you, I was getting ready to package them up and ship them out. I thought I actually had money in the bank. Right. I thought I had $3,000 paid to me through MoneyGram. I tell you what else pissed me off is eBay kept on taking down my auctions. For really? like three days straight, they kept on taking them down, saying that I was, and they were doing it to everybody, saying that they, I was selling fraudulent items or I couldn't prove I actually had them. The picture is me in the picture holding both boxes in both hands, and then taped to the sides was the a warranty agreement from Best Buy. Because it said if you were selling the PlayStation 3, you had to provide a picture showing that you actually had the boxes in hand. Because people were trying to sell pre-sales, and they're getting like $3,000 for uh, you know a pre-sale on an item that hadn't come out yet. Mm, okay, I see. Or the other guy, and I applaud this, was selling when the Xbox 360 first came out. I know where you're going, but go ahead. Yeah. And tell oh, this is great. I, I know. You, it would be right yep. up your alley. You, you do it in a second. <laughs> they were selling only the box yeah. of the Xbox 360. Only the cardboard box that right. the Xbox 360 came in. And people are shelling out six, seven, eight hundred bucks what they thought was an Xbox. It clearly stated. Yeah, it was this even is in color, the box. Yeah. yeah, colored, bold text. This is only the Xbox 360 box. I guess what they assumed was when they said box, it meant the console, right. not the cardboard box that they shipped in. That is too funny. I, I applaud that. I applaud that. It's like the idiot bugging all up my line. If you're that stupid, then you deserve what you get. Moving on with the mailbag. This is from Angry Badger. I am retiring. I no- am retire. Oh, that's six. You fail. <laughs> no more haikus from me now. Everyone happy? Hopefully, I'll be back in the uh, mode to make haikus that aren't so angry. Hope you're feeling better, Amp, and stay away from the trucks that hit you. Angry Badger. From the trucks that hit you? Yeah, I posted because I... Oh, I remember. Yeah, I well, like on the Twitter. Hitting. Yeah. Felt like uh, this hitting. one being sent in by Anonymous. Good to know that Anonymous is sending me emails as long as they're not after me. Those people, 4chan scares me. I've, I'm afraid of those people. You're afraid of those people? Yes. Although, kind of cool thing, they hunted down that bitch that threw those puppies in the river in Bosnia. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. good. Hope they nail her to the wall. There's insurance in EVE Online. However, the insurance only covers up to a maximum of 40% of the median market value of a ship. The time codes and any other cargo are the modules on the ship would not be covered. All right, this is in reply to last week we had our last show. We were discussing, I had disconnected from... 
Okay, quit. I, I'm sorry. I've just been kicked out of and not coming back into IRC. It must oh, that would probably explain why we haven't seen anything in IRC because we got bumped out of it. That's possible. Yeah. See, well, the, the, they were typing, people coming in and out, just, you know, whatever. Anyhow, um, it goes on to say the, uh, the one topic we were talking about is that this guy spent, what, like $1,300. American on yeah, in-game. Yeah, for, for like his really cool right. starship. Yeah. yeah, in-game stuff for EVE Online, and they got jacked by some pirates, shot up and killed, they blew up his ship, and they yeah. took all his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, And I thought that, because there's insurance in-game for when your ship blows up, I wasn't sure if that actually had came, you know carried over to your cargo. Apparently it does not. Oh, okay. So gotcha. That's where that came from. Okay, uh, stupid video game of the moment of the week. Do we have one? No, we do not. Okay, but somebody sent one in. Oh, actually, fantastic. We'll use theirs. Uh, actually, I got to go back to it. DJ Divine Justice of Imperial Guard sent one in. I just had it and had to just close it. So let's go back. Actually, I think I deleted his, so we have to go to the trash and find it. Where the hell is it? When did he email it to you? Uh, today, I think. Today, yeah. okay. Well, or only... actually, a couple days ago, I think. I believe. There we go. Yeah, this is from actually last week. My apologies. Oh, okay. So, okay. okay. Stupid video game. Okay, let me pull it up. We'll play a little music just for DJ here in the hopes that he actually... Uh, it's uh, right there in the middle. Right. I'm just hoping this actually pans out and doesn't suck. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. Yeah, I, I saw a glimpse of what it is. Yeah, he, he definitely is pretty stupid. Okay. All right. Now we all know the story ends. The stupid video game moment of, the, of stupid, ugh, stupid video game moment, Jack Thompson. Why don't you do this one? I've Jack Thompson? Yes. All right. Yeah. I've, I was, normally I, I read stuff. You can obviously tell by when I talk. But Jack Thompson, in essence, is a lawyer who has made it his life's mission to stop violent video games. So he goes out of his way to try and halt the sale of them. Uh, usually people just joke on him because he's a, he's a moron. There's a laundry list of failures that this guy's had. He's even gone after Penny Arcade before. Yes. Yes. So anyway, uh, what this is, is it's just a timeline. Uh, and it's not a full timeline because it would take a while of all the things that he's done. It's pretty stupid, but a timeline of things he has done throughout the years to try and stop video gaming. No shit. I had no idea that was true. Oh, that's interesting. Jack Thompson, born July 25th, 1951, grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. My apologies on behalf of everybody in Cleveland, to everybody in the video game world for Jack Thompson. I was not aware. Uh, Let's see. He was not a person who enjoyed quiet life even before his crusade against violent video games. He had his run-in with the Neil Rogers show for on-air harassment when Rogers told gay people to join Thompson in his vacation. And had mentioned Thompson Day multiple times. So I don't know what the Neil Rogers show is. I have is, no but, idea. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, here we go. Here's, here's the timeline here. Okay. November 18th, 2005, Thompson is lead attorney in a $600 million lawsuit against Take-Two, Rockstar, Sony, GameStop, and Walmart, which alleges that the 18-year-old Grand Theft Auto player Devin Moore was influenced by the games when he killed two police officers and a police dispatcher in Fayette, Alabama. Following a motion by Take-Two's lawyers, Alabama Judge James Moore revokes Thompson's right to practice law in Alabama essentially throwing him off the Grand Theft Auto case. Moore will later file a bar complaint against Thomas over his conduct and be a key witness at his bar trial. October 16, 2006, Miami Judge Ronald Freeman dismissed Thomas's bid to have Bully declared a public nuisance. Bully is the uh, Rockstar game. Rockstar game, right. Yes. Uh, Freeman will later file a bar complaint against Thomas over his conduct and will also testify 
at his bar trial. March 16, 2007, Thompson is sued by Take-Two Interactive. The publisher seeks to block Thompson from damaging future sales of Manhunt 2. Well, that's a, that is a pretty violent game, not going to lie. Manhunt 2 and Grand Theft Auto 4. Responding, Thomas says, quote, I have been praying, literally, that Take-Two and its lawyers would do something so stupid, so arrogant, so dumb, and even dumber than what they have done to date alone, and that such a misstep would enable me to destroy Take-Two, unquote. On April 19, 2007, Thompson and Take-Two settle their suit, with Thompson agreeing not to restrict sales through any court worldwide of Take-Two's games, threatened to sue the company, or accuse Take-Two of any wrongdoing based on the sale of any of its games. <laughs> One month later, uh, while the Virginia Tech shooting rampage is still going on, Thompson appears on Fox News to assert that a violent video game connection exists. It's the same crap when they tried linking Doom to the Col- Columbine mm-hmm. shooting. Yeah. Or like uh, Dungeons and Dragons yes. is witchcraft and all that kind what of stuff. What the hell was it? Wasn't that an after school special about some kids got into the sewers and killed their parents? Yes, believe yeah. it or not, that was Tom, Tom Hanks' first uh, leading role. No kidding. Mazes and Monsters. <laughs> yes, it was his first. Basically, what We've got to get our hands on that. Oh, you've never seen it? No, I haven't. Uh, We've ba- got to get our hands basically, on that. Basically, it's they don't come out and say it's Dungeons and Dragons, but it's Dungeons oh, uh, and Dragons. Yeah, you get the idea, right. Yeah, and Tom Hanks' character is like a druid or thing. And he, he, in essence, they, in essence, it's it's actually LARPing. It's not Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, like they actually dress up in the costumes and they go out because the kids can't tell. Yeah, it's like fantasy like, and reality. Yeah, like what yeah. it is is they're actually sitting in their dorm or whatever, and then this one kid comes up with this really crazy idea that'll be awesome. And in essence, it's LARPing. But Tom Hanks's character goes crazy and thinks he actually is the character. So he actually thinks he's a druid, and he ends up taking like a subway. They're like in. He takes like a bus or something, and he goes from Boston to like New York City, and he's wandering New York City, thinking he's some sort of Dungeons and Dragons character. And they they find him before he hurts himself. Uh, he hurts other people too because he thinks they're monsters, and he basically ends up in uh, private insane asylum, and he never recovers. That's that's the movie. <sighs> Go ahead. It, it's, Go a, it's it's a pretty bad movie. Yeah, that's, it sounds. That's, like that's 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 the movie in a nutshell. Uh, let's see. September 21st, 2007, Thompson seeks to have Halo 3 declared a public nuisance in Florida. September 26th, 2007, U.S. District Judge Court, U.S. District Court Judge Aldebaro Jordan reprimands Thompson for including gay porn in a court filing. <laughs> I would love to see that. How do you tie that into a video? Uh, never mind. Go ahead. I, I guess it, it's a public nuisance like video. He was trying to establish that like gay porn, violent video games is bad. I guess. I don't know. December 18th, 2007, Thompson's $600 million New Mexico lawsuit, which attempted to draw a link between Grand Theft Auto and a grisly triple murder, is thrown out by a judge. Uh, Ten days later, on December 28th, trying to prove a video game connection, Thompson sues the Omaha Police Department for records of male... Mall shooter. Mall shooter Robert Hawkins. March 20th, 2008, Florida Supreme Court informs Thompson that due to submitting porn and other inappropriate filings, the court will no longer accept any filings from him unless another attorney signs off. This guy has got, I, clearly he's got a screw loose. I, I, I don't know what it is that he decided I that mean, was going to be his, I, uh, his windmill he's going to tilt at. I've actually looked into some of his defenses or some of his prosecutions attacking. Uh-huh. They don't even make sense. Really? I mean, well, the one apparently included gay porn. Well, 
it, that's it's not the first time either. He's included porn, obviously. Right. But I mean, this goes on. It says, you know, April 9th is uh, 2008. Uh, cops complains. The court found that the FBI will no longer take his calls. The FBI will no longer take his calls. April 26th, Thompson persuades officials of Miami Day transit to route Grand Theft Auto ads from bus kiosks. Wow. Well, that's an actual success for him. Uh, let's see. May 20th, Judge Tunis filed, finds Thompson guilty of 27 of 31 ethical misconduct charges. No. Really? Uh, May 26th, Thompson tells a Florida radio show host that he has plans to run for the Florida State Legislature. Good luck. Uh, May 30th, Thompson swears in a federal court filing that Judge Tunis leaked documents to game politics. I've never seen game. We might have to go uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, actually, we got the documents from the court via public records. And there's uh, more that just, can, that just, just keeps, keeps going. going. Where's, yeah. the one for, I, I want, where's the one for Penny Arcade? I don't see that one up here. Uh, let's see. June 4th, Florida Bar recommends to Justice Tunis that Thompson be disbarred for 10 years. Thompson storms out of the hearing after Tunis refuses to let him read a statement in court. Yeah. Uh, July 9th, Thompson alleges, Thompson alleges that he was barred by U.S. Marshals from entering the U.S. District Court building in Miami alone. An officer escorted him to his destination. Thompson sues over the incident. And on the same day, citing both his ethical misconduct and his behavior during his Florida bar proceedings, Judge Tunis one-ups the Florida bar by ignoring its recommendation for tenure disbarment and instead recommends a permanent disbarment for Thompson. Which is where it ends. September 25th, 2008, Florida Supreme Court permanently disbars Jack Thompson. Yeah, I, I don't remember the one for Penny Arcade, but it was, it might have been the last year, year and a half ago, where he actually went after Penny Arcade, called the Seattle Police Department. And had them, actually, he was trying to get them to go to the Penny Arcade uh, uh, offices uh-huh. and have them arrested for harassment. I think what ended up happening was that I think Jack Thompson made a blanket statement, some kind of challenge, that he would donate $25,000 to a charity if somebody could prove to him that there was such a thing as a, viol- a non-violent video game. So I guess some Penny Did Arcade... Did they use Myst? Somebody, I guess, submitted like a whole slew of yeah, non-violent there's, there's, there's video tons, games. Yeah, tons, Any puzzle games like that. Yeah. So then I guess Penny Arcade made the donation in his name and said, or made the donation to somebody, I think it was like Kids Play, like theirs. Oh, okay. And said, here, right. Child's Play, rather. And it was like, 20, here's you know the $25,000 that Jack Thompson said he'd pay. We're paying for it because he wouldn't. Hmm. I, I, I vaguely remember that. And he sued them, and then he called the police department on them and was telling them that they were, her- told the police to arrest them because they were harassing him. And they were, you know, virtual harassment, and their fans are coming after him, and everything else. Wow! Obviously, nothing ever came of that. Of course. So, still, that's really funny. I don't know how the hell he ever got a, a, a got a license to practice. Well, I'm, I'm, I know he's an older guy, so I'm assuming he got his, you know, his law degree and his is everything prior to making a crusade against video games. But insane. I think that's really funny. I wonder. I wonder what he's doing now since he's not. Is he just? Kind of doing his own thing because he, he can't sue anyone anymore. He can't really, or at least he can't file charges. Right. I mean, well, I, he can still make complaints or try to get somebody to do the work for him. I suppose. I suppose. I don't know who would be stupid enough to. I have no idea. Well, then go. again, I don't know who the hell is going to stupid enough to take up a video game addiction case either. But there's not just a lawyer; it's an entire friggin' firm. So right. who knows? All right, I have a couple more. The, we want to get to here. This one just kind of depressed the hell out yeah, of me. That, yeah, that one's really... Yeah, go ahead. Go uh, this one's from Yahoo uh, in Australia. I should not be surprised. Actually, I yeah. am. People are usually you know, pretty laid back. A man who prosecutors say shook his infant daughter so hard that she suffered massive brain damage has gotten 20 years in prison. During a sentencing hearing on Wednesday, Chief Deputy District Attorney Dan Greco said Gerardo Espinosa. Not sure how he jumped across the border, That's but he did, and the notion... 
Basically, what happened was this 19-year-old illegal immigrant from Mexico. No! The Mexicans are illegally finding their way into Australia, too? I'm not surprised. Man, they'll go everywhere. Who knew the tunnels were that long? (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Anyway, sent to life in prison. Uh, he would send him to life in prison if the law allowed. Instead, he got 20 years. Wow. Jury last month convicted Espinosa of child abuse causing substantial bodily harm. His daughter was 11 weeks old when she was injured. Apparently, what happened, ended up happening was um, he told it was an accident. He got mad at the baby because he was in the middle of playing some video games and the baby began to cry. The baby would not stop crying, so he got up, walked over, grabbed her, picked her up, and shook her so hard she had brain damage, massive brain bleeding, and died. Uh, not this. No, she's, uh, she's still alive. I thought she was dead. No, if you look at... Uh during a sentencing hearing on Wednesday, Chief Dev Dan Gregor said Geraldo Espinoza condemned the girl to a life of misery, unable to see or hear, and with limited mobility. Okay, so he brain damaged the child. Yes. 11-month-old so, baby because he couldn't play his video games without her screaming. So now she's blind, Jeez. deaf, and has limited mobility. So that's, that's, that's quite a life. What that gutter scum. That's horrible. Only in Australia. Over video games. It's just... Over anything. It yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't it's matter a if it's baby. video games. It's a, yeah, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter what it is. That, that's just... That's somebody who's got some serious anger issues. Yes. These, yeah. Yes. I mean, I, my guess is there are more incidents of, of this kind of, you know, assholeness out yeah, there. Yeah, usually people like that, they have a, a, a rap sheet of, you know, well, wonderful it's too, things like assault and battery. Well, it's too bad he's not going to a U.S. prison because they know how to treat people like that in U.S. prisons. I'm not sure how it is in Australia. So, But this is a, actually... I actually brings up... in the U.S. It took place in the U.S., huh? I th- what, then why is this... Okay, then how come the article says Australia? Well, maybe the Australians are just Are just picking up on that? Okay, yeah. maybe that's it. I was trying to figure out how the hell an illegal Mexican made it to Australia. Good, well, then he is going to one of our prisons. Awesome. There we go. All right, now, somebody in Irish brings up an interesting uh, question. As part of the uh, Emperor's Court drinking game, now, usually they take a drink anytime we mention anything relating to Cleveland, Ohio, or Cleveland sports. Of course. Do they take a drink for country hate? I don't or or racist comments. I'm not sure if we really worked on it, in, did we? No, I, I I thought it was pretty much limited to anything or Clan One G. Yeah, or, that's right. Yeah, anything Cleveland based or Clan One G based. Uh, so, so 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 basically, this person is making the argument that racism is Clan One G based. Well, no, Bibi was asking, do we take a drink for country hate? And somebody said, are we? Taking oh, drinks drinks for for, are, they, are they adding on to the drinking game? I'd say, I, I don't know if you want to keep adding on to it because then eventually everything's going to be a drink. It, it should be very clear cut and specific. I'd, I'd be I'd, drunk by the end of the I show. Think that, I, I think Cleveland based stuff and, and Clan Plan 1G we'll has, leave it g- gives you enough yeah. that you, you know, you're not taking five drinks every time. If you want to have an says, eating game for country hate, yeah. I don't know because we don't always work the country. I, I, hate. Think, I think an eating game would be interesting. Then you'd have like baguettes when we hate France and <laughs> burritos when we hate Mexico. Fosters for Australia. Kangaroo. Fosters for Australia. Yeah. I think that would be kind of funny. We, I mean, shouts louder than X decibel every time M shouts. Lot. Do I do sh- a lot of shouting? Uh, for the. Meltdown, you do. Yeah, but I, I don't always do the meltdown, though. No, not always. I have to go back. Believe it or not, I don't actually listen to our archives. I hate hearing myself. Cannot One, stand. Once it. in a while, I will. I I know that I could do better, but yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes it's rough hearing the archives because being a perfectionist, I always wanted to be perfect, That's and it's exact, never yes. it's never as good as it could be. There's always room for improvement. Where, I, I always like to say perfection is something you never attain. It's something you always aspire to. Like, right. I, I realized in the back of my head that. Nothing will ever be 100% perfect. Still, that, that doesn't translate always into my brain, and I want it to be perfect, but 
Like like for the uh, forbidden knowledge thing. We yes. should have had that whole thing set up, but we didn't because life happens and things get in the way. And what are you going to do? Mooster's like you shout all the time. No offense. I okay. No, I don't think I, you I mean, shout all the time. Voice, I don't think I shout. No, but no. Maybe these microphones are better than we thought. But uh, yeah, I mean, when I listen to the archives, occasionally I have heard some of them. If I'm uh-huh. flipping through and it happens to be playing. I pick on every um uh and the that yeah. no one else would would blink an eye at, but I, do I that hear way like a too glaring. Much. It's like, jeez, man! I said that how many times? No one has, no one bats an eye. No one has a clue. Oh, I don't know. Did you? I don't think you said a whole lot. And then I go back and listen. And it's like twenty I did it in an hour. Like, five times. Jesus, yeah. People want to know about. Okay, I don't. Wh- if I go to fortune dot org, is it like joining a cult? Am I being led down a dark path here for fortune? No, although fortune and specifically one of the boards uh, has been referred to as the I, we can't so I'll say the a hole of the internet. I I call it where humanity goes to die. That's it's yeah. the black abyss of humanity. Is There's fortune. a great cartoon that I saw where it's it's a guy and he's like clean cut and he's walking around. He's got a he's whistling. And he accidentally falls into like a like a lake or whatever, and the lake is fortune. And he comes out and he's all deformed. He's like <laughs> like that, and he hates everything. And it's really funny. <laughs> I remember when they used to have the fortune panels at uh, Oticon. I gotta tell you, there was some weird people in line. Really, I, yeah, I never went to any of those I, panels. I, I didn't, and I wasn't sure what the hell was going on because I wasn't very familiar with fortune. I'm sure. And I think of myself, and I remember somebody playing. What was it? The, the I don't even know what Ru- you the Soviet national anthem. You see everybody like saluting, and I'm like, "What the hell's going on here?" You mean like from the Hunt for Red October, that kind of thing? Like uh, they, something they, like they that. The like, well, anthem? I mean, like the actual Soviet national anthem. Somebody had a CD boombox, and they're playing it, and like there's like a thousand people in line. They're all like saluting, and I'm like, "What, what do you, the hell's going on?" Why do you here? have a panel on that though? It's, it's I don't it's, know. It's, it's an image board. I don't even know who you get to do the panel. Maybe you the get, guy who owns it. Yeah, Moot. Yeah, that's who you get. That's his handle. Okay, all yeah, right. His name is Moot. He he runs for it. He he has to have so much money because well, that that I, thing is everyone's gone to Fortune. But what what money is like advertisements? Yeah, yeah. Right. I've been there a couple of times. I, I, I'm afraid to go there. I, I go to the B board. I'm afraid. Let's go there. Now. Why why would you actually? He he wants someone wanted to know why would you allow a panel on Fortune? Why not? If it's popular, people want to get together and do that. Whatever. I'll tell you I would, why. I would have it late at night, obviously, but I, I would still have it. There's a reason. There are some panels that should not be. Where's the buffet? Is a panel that should never have existed. I'm glad to see they wiped it out. Panel? That's the one I called you on while we were at Oticon because the jackass is running it. We're from OhioCon. Remember that? Oh wow! Yeah, those, yeah, those people yeah, were weird. Those yeah, douche nozzles. They're they're no longer part of. Uh, no, they're not. I haven't seen their panel oh, back I, yet. Am I, am I to understand we're actually going to go to four chan? Right yes, we're going to give it a shot. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you to the one that. Okay, there's four chan. Isn't it the B board? The B tarts? Isn't that one that's supposed to be like real bad? You didn't put the. Yeah, I noticed. I, I actually the, the the first rule of that is you're not supposed to mention it. Really? It's it's like Fight Club. Yes. You, I had you, no idea. You don't actually. Yeah, if, uh, I can take you to Encyclopedia Dramatica. I've you can, seen. You can learn the the rules of the internet. That's rule number one. Okay, I, I have the seen the. Uh, you do not talk about B, and and rule number two is, of course, you do, do not, not talk, talk about, about B. B. Now, see, I've seen the transcripts in the the lawsuit involving them, mm-hmm. where the guy's lawyer's like, "Could you explain what a B tart is? What is what is B? <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, yes. I, I would love to explain see to the jury. Explain to the jury what a B tart is. Oh, that's funny. All right, now we're here. Now where do I go? I'm not um, as familiar with this because I don't really. It's go actually here. it's actually under random, under uh, mi- miscellaneous, random. See B. Okay. Da, 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 da. Oh look at that porn. It's all over the place. So this is 
it's the board. What it is is it's it's an image board, and people put up right, crazy yeah, stuff, right. and now, then people usually comment on it. And these are all different boards in random. All those are different boards. No, all those are different boards on 4chan. But the, the the one that everyone always talks about is B. B is B is like the the potpourri. It can be anything. It's there's I no see. limit to what can be on there. It's 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 very much like that one site you go to where you show me the funny stuff. Yes, that's a, the funny stuff that's on that site originally. A lot here. of yeah, a lot of it. It originates here and gets filtered. Right. Yeah. Now you're going to see a lot of a lot of uh, cam horrors and a lot of there. I there's see another one. lots, nothing but porn actually. Yeah, and usually I, I've gone to four different boards and they're all porn. Look yeah, at this. There's another one. I I I think we can move on now. I yeah. think we've seen so enough of. We've we've now done that. Yeah. Okay, so what are these? Oh, so you can actually post images. I see. Yeah, yeah. And this one. Involves- Some of them are okay. Like this one's about animals and nature, but the the one that uh, that was kind of funny. The the one that everyone talks about when when they talk about 4chan, they're really talking about B. That's, so that's really what right. they're talking uh, about. I got you. Okay, so I will avoid. See, that's why I don't go there. Not to mention, I have never. I'm afraid of my computer getting the internet version of VD by just going there. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I don't want my computer coming out with a HIV or something yeah. or the herb. <clears throat> Cancer of the AIDS. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a Highlander destroying Emp on air. Why? Because I don't go to why, 4chan? Why? Why? Because I yeah I don't dude I I can't remember the last now Encyclopedia Dramatica I go to because that's writ, the, the the writing style is hilariously funny. Now see that's one I had not been, I I know of the name but I've never yeah. actually been there. And oh, you have a comma where it's supposed to be. I, it's, the problem is I'm trying to type around oh. on the microphone, which kind of sucks. E-N-C-Y, you know, Cyclopedia Dramatica.com. Yeah. It's sort of like the Wikipedia of 4chan. Like okay. If, if you're not sure what's going on, you can go here. Oh, first front page, the puppy picture. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, like, the right, like here, look at the writing style. They have Duke Nukem Forever on there because it just got released. Right. Let's see, look, look how it was written. Duke Nukem Forever is a bait-and-switch scheme prepared by 3D Realms on the fans of the 1996 Fragfest Duke Nukem. The game itself, which does not exist, is about an adult baby whose job it is to kick ass and shoot bubblegum. And then, if you look, everything's kind of highlighted. They always right. mean different things that, when you put it up there. So, basically, it's, it, it's a troll board? It's, it's like a... It's, it's like a if, if trolling could be formalized, that would be encyclopedia. I thought that's what something awful was. There's, there's actually, it's, it's a big competition between things like Something Awful and Encyclopedia Dramatica and You're the Man Now, Dog, and they, they all hate each other. Really? Okay. Yes. I, I have always been a fan of SomethingAwful.com, yeah. actually. Despite the political differences, I find them to be hysterical. Then you'll probably love Encyclopedia Dramatica. You could just start going through all the articles, and it just, it's hilarious. Anyways, Hollander, I find that uh, we are drawing nigh to the end of our show. We should probably stop now while we Yeah, we should, because we want to make sure we're off in time. For the, uh, yeah, following the show, I've been told that No Wise and crew who are at PAX, the Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle, will actually be taking on uh, to the airwaves after us to bring you a two-day wrap-up of what's been going on Friday and Saturday at PAX. And I believe it runs through tomorrow. I, I tell you what, if there's, any, if there's one convention we need to go to, it's that one. Not the one of these, but the actual painting. I, I would love to do that. I think that would be so... Man, I, I wouldn't sleep. I'd be one of those 14-year-old kids that yep. goes to the convention and doesn't eat, or, doesn't eat or drink or sleep for three just days. bring caffeine pills and stims. Just play video games? That would be... Oh, man, that would be amazing. Amazing! That's all I'm saying. What's the biggest convention you've ever been to? Otakon. Is, okay. Yeah. Without a doubt, Otakon. Never been to Anime Expo? No, it's out in California. Right. It's, 
That's like I mean, you've traveled to conventions before, right? So, I've, I've I mean, never traveled. Well, what's what's the farthest I ever traveled for a convention? Um, Denver. I was head of gaming head of gaming for CuniCon Denver. How many people did CuniCon get? Uh, they got like a thousand, and they only ran it there for one year. And then what happened to them? Uh, they went under. They oh this man. Oh, okay. they tried doing. Remember you? Remember you had asked about traveling conventions, right? And how often did they? Yeah. That was the only time a group actually tried to do a traveling convention. They set up a huge. Man, they, they must have spent like two hundred grand. Wow! On like lighting and video equipment and rentals, and they 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 owned like I, I'm trying to remember at the time they owned like twenty Game Cubes, twenty Xboxes. Jesus! They they put a lot of money into it, and they they went around different like it was like CuniCon Miami, and then like CuniCon Atlanta, CuniCon Kansas City, CuniCon. I was the head of gaming for CuniCon Denver, but they didn't get enough return on their money. And I guess the company went under like a year later. But still, it was, it was interesting. But that's the farthest I've ever traveled for a convention. From Cleveland is, is Denver. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we'd have to definitely get uh, flights and hotels and all that kind of stuff. That's, to go to. yeah, usually how it goes. Well, maybe a couple of years. I gotta... plus, plus, to be honest, if we're going to go out there, I don't want to spend another day or two and kind of look around, see, you know, the, see the sites, so to speak. Take a Mariners game. Yeah. Well, maybe a couple of years, maybe next year. Now they got this house. I actually got the loan papers today. So Fantastic. Looks like the, it's a done deal. We're just waiting for the papers to work their way through the system. So props to me and Mystic Mim. Looks like the house is ours. Much pleased. All right. Let's head to the post game. Where's the music? The music is playing. You just can't oh, it's, hear it. oh, really? Oh, okay. It's been playing this whole time. See, the problem is if I do that. Oh, then we can't. Yeah, then we can't really yeah, Well, yeah, there's the echo effect. So. Right. So what did we learn today? Em? I learned that we were both sick, and that's why we didn't have a makeup show. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better though. I got to be honest with all this talking and getting up and doing all that kind of stuff. I'm pretty good. I've done pretty good with not sniffling today. I've, I, I've learned there are bags sure to uh, shake their children when they're crying for video games. I've learned that fortune has nothing but porn. <laughs> uh, we learned how to stage a coup. That's true, with the, yes. new, with the forbidden knowledge. Forbidden uh, knowledge, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Now, we're not just going to take them all from one source. I'm sure we'll have forbidden knowledge from all variety of different places. Oh, absolutely. There, if there anybody are, has any suggestions of forbidden knowledge. There are knowledge. so many things. That, I mean, like, literally today, I, I'll, 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 I'll spoil it for you. Literally today, I was debating between how to make an atomic bomb, how to stage a coup, or how to get out of jury duty. I was, trying to, I was rotating between the three, literally up to broadcast time, before I decided on how to stage a coup. I learned that you're trying to rival Kevin Nash and show him a plate for shows. I was, oh. I was late. I was on time. It was 6.01 when your ass hit the chair. It was not 6.01. It was 6.01. 601. None left can back me up on this. Were you Were you freaking out? No. I mean, I, I was starting to get a little concerned right. for your well-being. No, I was all right. We, uh, we were cleaning our house because there's a friend of ours coming in tomorrow. So oh, okay. I ran out of time. I learned you have a friend coming in tomorrow and that you're ditching me for the Halo party. I, I have a friend coming you're in tomorrow. ditch me on the Halo party. Yeah, because your I'm, friend is going to the Halo party that you told me you were going to go to. Legal tender is going to be very upset, I'm sure. No, I, I don't think she's going to cry. You don't know that. Well, I've never asked her, but I'm, I'm going well, to go on the Okay, the hell with her because you to. told me you were going to this damn party. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to drive all the way out to friggin' Willowick now. That's stuff. And well, I, whatever. I have to go. I got his Xbox here. He gave me an Xbox. He gave you an Xbox? Well, he, he's got like six, and he gave, him, gave me one to practice with because he actually went out. Found it and spent the money to buy a special adapter so you can use oh, mouse and keyboard for the for keyboard Halo. and mouse. Right. Yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. It's like All right, we're at uh, we're at two minutes. We better. We got plenty. Oh, that's right. No, we, we, yeah, we, well, we better stop waxing. On. I don't know that that they're ready to go right. Yeah. 
I haven't heard from Gnome Wise in a few hours. I wonder if the gamer funk overtook them. Oh, great. So maybe they're not going to hop on right at... Okay. I think, I think that would be pretty bad if they bait and switch out. All right. Well, I'm not really going to... What the hell? This guy looks like he's got friggin' ADHD. He's sitting there. <laughs> yeah, that or he's blind, and he's doing the Ray Charles thing. His head swimming hey, back and forth in the he's video. He's got a new uh, cowboy hat on. He's also got terrible dandruff. We're looking at whoever this guy is on the video chat there. It got real close to his uh, camera. And I see now Vio is now... How the hell do you pronounce that name? Anyways, now sporting a cool beret. What's that? Oh, whatever. I, I, I looked. It, it just said guest 3000 level of the It didn't say his name. Oh, well, I just happen to know because they were talking about this in, in IRC. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You always tell when the show's coming to an end because everybody abandons IRC like the friggin' plague. It's like a sinking ship. They go from like a thousand people in here to like, it's like five. Uh, it's like people leaving in the middle of the fourth quarter when they're up by 20. Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> like, ah, the heck with those people. I mean, what, <laughs> what traffic got to beat, dude? <laughs> really? You have to get out of here that quick? So. So, uh, what else? We learned that uh, Gnomewise is at PaxCon, and apparently maybe late getting uh, We learned that uh, Blizzard makes a crap ton of money on World of Warcraft, considering that they sued and won some lady for $88 million on a private server. As Eric wants to know about the quickening. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I couldn't, because I was sick all week, I couldn't get to the quickening. But what, what I'm thinking of doing next week, uh, because I have so many, I've got like, I'm going to have three weeks of backlog. I'm going to try and see... How many quickening questions I can answer in a specific period of time? Say like one minute or two minutes. I think that might be entertaining. I think it will. I haven't even tested it to see if it'll work, but I think there's a market for it, and I'm willing to give it a try. I, I even came up with a crappy name for it: the quickering. That, uh, yeah, it's crappy. Yes, that, yeah, double quickening. You're just yes. you're just jealous because you couldn't think of an awesome name like that. I wasn't even attempting to, so you win by default. Yes, yes, I do. Much like Blizzard. Moving on. All right. <laughs> um, real quick, don't forget, we have, I think it's Octo Hordak vs. The World is tomorrow here on Burst of World Productions. Yes. I'm not sure if Casually Hardcore will be airing at its normal time because they are at PAX. I was interested to say probably not. I want to thank our sponsor, Thun Left. Help me out. Uh, it's, it's Audible. It's actually, uh, in, right. it's actually so, in IRC. Okay, so it is. Okay, there we go. I, I, I wasn't sure where the hell I put it. Yeah. So, audible.com. Auto, audiobooks will help you out in advertising, blah, 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 whatever. It's. It's uh, audiobooks. You can drive and read at the same time, even though it's not reading. It's listening. Anyway, Sue Gaming with Mike D. Uh, they're on Wednesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. we got an answer 20 with 2040. Uh, I believe that could be it's on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. That uh, takes place right before Octane Horde Actors of the World. Ourselves right here on Saturday, so you know where to find us. Whatever happened to that night's Type show? Frag. Oh, that's right, Type Frag. The same one. Type Frag Ventrilo Server is one of the sponsors of the show. It's actually the same Ventrilo Server that we have used. At Clan Imperial Guard for going on four years now. Clan Imperial Yes, I can tell you, personally, that we use it all the time. Never had a problem with it. Love it. Stable, great. Song quality is fantastic. Win. I mean, it's decent price. So, yeah, I can give you a personal recommendation. There you go. Also, don't forget, Clan Imperial Guard, clanwg.net, the home of Hounder and myself. Go, guard. Stop in. Join the forums. Join the site. We're part of the greatest internet gaming Group in internet history, certainly the oldest, I believe. I we believe just, it is. Yeah. We just celebrated uh, our thirteenth birthday. Fourteenth, fourteenth, fourteenth birthday is wow. past August fifteenth. One more year, we can get our uh, driving. Actually, if you look at it, permit. Highlander, uh, although you were not here for this game, you were here for some of them. This is the screenshot that's on my desktop of the very first match we ever played oh, uh, as a that. clan. There's Ghost Jihad. I remember Jihad. Pimp Daddy, Ghost Jihad, myself. Yeah, Fox. Look at that. Yeah, Cool Hand Luke. 
And we took on uh, the 606 plane. Actually, Maverick and Death ended up joining us. Some, uh, I was going to say, I, I remember Maverick. Yeah. Right. Amon, may he rot in hell for all eternity. What was the one we used to always... Um, the Drooling Panda. The Drooling Panda. Oh, oh, we used to they beat hated them our- like children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was amazing. <laughs> beat them like children. <laughs> Who the hell was the one guy that it was like Tiger something or other? Was like I, I, I can't remember their names. I don't remember them anymore. I remember it was Tiger something. I remember the only reason he was good is he had like a five ping, and he was still bad. Five ping. Wow, yeah, that's why he used a guy on yes, the uh, on the back on the phone. server. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, those are the days. We actually have a bunch of screenshots from those days or those games. Uh, that's the very first one. Good times. We ever played as a team. Yes, the drooling pandas. Yes, the drooling pandas. Rachel Chia Pets, Big Smoking Fish, Big Smoking Fish, Flag, Clan Gib, Clan Earthquake, uh, the Western Alliance, fucking hackers that they were. Yeah, I remember all. Of them. And then, of course, who can forget the Turks? Which, of course, were great. Oh, those were. Some, I tell you what, those guys were real. Those bastards. guys were. I mean, I, I, I can't say they were better than us at, at playing Quake, but they, they uh, definitely had. They had talked better gamers. They did. And they sometimes, talked a better And game. sometimes that's, yeah. uh, that's worth more in the long run. I remember to this day, and I've never seen it happen before, that a major gaming organization comes to a screeching halt <laughs> on their forums. And that I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. Of one week, I remember this, at least a week, every single post on their message board was about... From or concerning this Turks group, every single I still remember the bastards signed up for a uh, low ping or a high ping tournament mm-hmm. when they were low ping players, and they were before they were tossed out. They were asked how the hell they had such low pings, and the one guy I think it was rude said us because we're on the internet too, <laughs> and they were uh, probably banned from the tournament. Uh, that was the frag attack, or the time that they. Uh, Challenged the entire organization to a match. What was it? Oh, the entire league. Yeah, the, the, the entire CTFL, league. Yeah, everyone. The capture the flag league. Yeah, that was embarrassing. I'm not sure how that ever played out. I, I don't know. Oh, they're probably doing something cool right those now. Those bastards. I'm sure. Buying houses and whatnot. Allegedly. Allegedly. Never, never did prove who it was. Never either. did. No, never could prove one. Couple different other. games. They they tried catching the Turks. Uh, I thought they actually had them the one Starcraft tournament some years back, but uh, no, they never proved. No, them. no, fantastic. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. I want to thank Dunleft, uh, our IRC rep and General Shovich. He does a fantastic job. It's seven o'clock in the morning his time. Dunleft, a integral part of the show. We appreciate his efforts. A divine justice of Planet Real Guard sent in several articles this week. And he provided the Super Video Game Moment of the Week. So, our thanks to him. Thank you. Uh, on the channel here, on the video chat channel, I want to thank uh, Archbishop of the Cult of the Emperor, Shriggs, for making a very cool picture of myself instead of Napoleon riding the horse. And everybody else who showed up for the video chat here on bpwproductions.com. Uh, Don't forget to try out our other shows. Contribute to us. Donate. Emperor1G at, at PayPal. I'm sorry. Emperor1G at Cox.net. Go to PayPal. Do that. If we get enough money, we'll buy ourselves a webcam and uh, maybe we'll appear on the video chat from time to time. That'd be interesting, yeah. Show off the hat. I, I want to show off that sword that I got in that one of that stupid tournament. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That is it for us here. Is there anything else we're forgetting? Uh, we thank the listeners. Yes. We thanked our staff. I think there's nothing left to do other than the last thing. 
congratulations to the Ohio State Buckeyes for their 45-7 blowout at Marshall University. Well, like that one. We are Marshall. We are. We are the losers. Yes. Hey, they. We had to beat them with the last second. Uh, we are blue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, internet. So long, everybody.